Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. With Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? A wonderful episode with Shane Moss, who returns to tell one of the stories that he didn't tell on his first wonderful episode. If you haven't heard that, I deeply recommend it. One of the funniest, most interesting guys ever. I, I've been telling stories from this podcast since we recorded it, and I, I had to rush it to the top of the list so you guys could hear it as soon as possible. So, so interesting. He broke his foot, both his feet. And we didn't even get to that because he had so many other wonderful things to say. Shane is going to be doing a show in Madison, Wisconsin, which he talks about in this episode, where he's going to tell the full uh, bo- Breaking Both Feet story. So if you're in the Wisconsin, Chicago area, go check that out for sure. Uh, and we plug it Twitter and everything. You can find that out online, no problem. Before we get to that, a couple of plugs up top. April 16th, I'm going to be here in Los Angeles at Largo for Pete Holmes Living at Largo. Those shows are always amazing april 16th largo-la.com for tickets and uh we have a bunch of me and rob bell together at last dates coming up boulder colorado's first salt lake city seattle portland uh then austin with me and tj doing stand-up then back with rob bell for tucson tampa orlando boston all of those are available at petehomes.com or robbell.com be sure to check those out the sponsor is Squarespace. We all know this. Squarespace is a wonderful sponsor of the show. We thank them for their sponsorship of You Made It Weird. To show your support, be sure to take advantage of this deal. Squarespace, if you don't know, is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD at checkout to get 10% off. All you got to do, it's simple. It's 24-7 customer support. It's only $8 a month. Uh, it's responsive design, meaning each website looks great on any device. Uh, you got cover pages that allow you to set up beautiful uh, one-page online presence in minutes. Did that make sense? Cover pages that allow you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for You Made It Weird. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of this show. Squarespace, build it beautiful. All right, everybody, hope to see you out on the road with me or with Rob Bell. A lot of good things coming up. Enjoy Shane. Follow Shane on Twitter and get into this wonderful episode. Get, get, into it. Val, say hi. Hi, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how you're going to look at me. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Either. How's it going, man? I'm good. Good to see good you, to buddy. See you. Hey, can I get my coffee beans? You want a coffee bean? Yeah. Um, what is it? Just a chocolate-covered coffee bean. Oh. You know, you're early. Uh, yeah, sorry. And you're on uh, crutches, which doesn't add up. No. Uh, and then this is a vacuum attached to a hole in my foot. In your foot? Yeah. Well, let's crunch a coffee bean while we think about that. Good lord, man. I, I like that, uh, I like the idea of any, anything that you really need to tackle, you're like, 
Just quick. I'm just going to quick crunch a coffee bean. <laughs> and then we'll get down to the bottom of that yeah, yeah, physics yeah. equation. I, or the hole in your foot. Well, you uh, you texted – how'd this happen? You texted me and uh, – I don't know what I'm doing here. Nope. Uh, I, uh, I texted you a few weeks ago, and I was like, hey, I haven't walked in about a year. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, how did I not hear about that? Um, you haven't walked? First of all, yeah. there's a couple loose ends. One, you did the podcast wonderfully before, and you ha- and you teased a story that you didn't have time to tell. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to... And that was actually... Story. I didn't tell it because, um, because I was going back to this place, and I was uh, nervous that maybe they would hear it and because i was already kind of scared okay do you want to tell that story sure okay let's start with the story and then i feel like you closed with hole in foot uh yeah okay <laughs> all right yeah yeah we, we have a we, we have a lot of stuff to cover okay um, hole hole in foot so this is actually um I, I mean it fits in quite well because this is the story of how i started um like bettering myself this is the 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 first story is how I quit smoking um, yeah. the first time. I didn't Cigarettes. Know. Uh, you smoked? Yeah, 16 years I smoked. When did you start smoking? Um, when I was like 15, yeah. 16, okay. something like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, I got real into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like anything that I wasn't supposed to do. That was, yeah. like, that was my jam. You know, it's funny that you say that. I, I used to do a bit. I, I did it on the talk show, uh, so I don't do it anymore. But it was about how smoking is, is like lighting a, a monument to no one telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of smokers would tell me that that was true for them, that it was this sort of like, you can't tell me. There's, sort of, there's a little bit of an embracing of like, we're all dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like my parents don't get to tell me to do, uh, what to do. The, the doctors don't. Not even existence gets to tell me. <laughs> I'm going to rebel against existing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's just like, look, I, I don't know I mean, why that's a lot of my life. like a hoagie with triple mayo doesn't have the same bad boy appeal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me a trip may hoag, and then you eat that leaning on a Cadillac. Doesn't look as cool. You'd never pick well, a date up. Leaning on a Cadillac, <laughs> eating an extra mayo hoagie. Well, but you, you did. <laughs> she, no, she was in for a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you're smoking a cigarette, I mean, although let's dispel that myth right away because cigarettes, they the, make the, you the hoagie or the, or the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> the hoagie's not a myth. That's a good way to start a date. Okay. But a cigarette, you, like one of the things no one seems to talk about with cigarettes. I don't know where the uh, what are the the quit smoking people called again. Truth or something. I don't know, uh, but they make you. There's smell- a name for quitting smoking. Yeah, those commercials. They mm. run those commercials that mm. actually like work on me. Like I'm one of those guys. And I'm like, that's a valid point. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff never worked on me at yeah, all. Yeah, of course not. Because you just have to be like, fuck everything. But like, they yeah. do make you smell. Like that's the- me and Mulaney would talk about that. They make you smell. Like you think you don't, but you do. And cigarette smoke itself and the way it makes your jacket smell are very different. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, even when I was a smoker, I hated that people were allowed to smoke inside. And I would smoke inside because I could (laughs) and I like smoking. But I hated that everyone else was allowed to. Um, It seemed ridiculous to me. I I never was like, screw these rules. I, I always thought that was ridiculous. And um, and yeah, you it, even if you're a smoker, you stink so much more being around a bunch of yeah. uh, smokers. But there was also, I mean, I remember it was like I was always curious, and I I remember having um, a few cigarettes, and like 
I hated the like the first one or two, and then like I caught a buzz. I think I started with cigars. Yeah, and that seemed like you can have a cigar that's like every, people smoke cigars when a baby's born. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. That yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. that bad for and you. And there's a magazine with that word and aficionado. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, for, it's for leisured rich people. But I was like 15 and like inhaling cigars, oh, which is Jesus. not what you're supposed to do. That's harsh. Um, and then I I caught a buzz, and then I tried a cigarette. And the first time I had a cigarette buzz, I was like, oh yeah, that's I'm, for you. I'm into this. What makes you lightheaded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It, from my memory of it, is it's nothing special. But that I had never really done a drug before, right? So it's kind of that cha- shift in paradigm, it's, that world view. Uh, oh, I see. Like I remember, the I remember first before. Cut is the deepest. Yeah, I mean, I remember before I started doing like any drugs or whatever. It would be like what I did for fun was go around malls. Yeah, and like thirty. I like run around the mall and like be shitty. Yeah, and like just run around and like. I, I don't know, like bump into strangers and Acting stuff like that and just act yeah. like an, that was my idea of fun. And then like, I remember the first time that I smoked weed, I was yeah. like, well, I, I guess I don't have to go to the mall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I had no idea what fun was. And um, That's really funny. And I, I think that's cigarettes were like that for me in the very, very beginning. Yeah. And then it was like, look how tough I am. Right. I was very insecure. It's funny how, yeah, well, it is insecure. My yeah. hypnotherapist, uh, Cynthia Morgan, whose book is available now, uh, <laughs> said that the, the core negative thought of anybody that she tried, uh, core negative thought being like the, you know, the origin of these cravings or whatever to smoke is a feeling of being alone or whatever. And that like smokers all feel alone. You could say it's like predicting your marriage is going to end. 50% of them do. And probably 50% of people do feel alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. But I do think there is something depressive and embracing of the darkness about being like, I smoke. I'm often alone when I smoke. Like I step out and smoke alone. You find other kind of people that want to do it with you. The sort of like slow, suicidal, unhealthy thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I understand that. There, I mean, I was very, I was, I had poor self-esteem when I was yeah. young, and I didn't know what was going on, and I wanted to be popular. That's yeah, a, a thing that I'm rather embarrassed by now. But so uh, you wanted uh, to be popular, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it um, it, I mean, in my mind, it kind of. I know. I yeah. don't think <laughs> that it did. I don't think anyone was like, ooh, yeah. Okay. But, Although, but I mean, being rebellious age. kind of did yeah. help, like, get a little bit of attention. Right, sure. Absolutely. Um, and and I, I dealt weed for a while. And did you? Stuff. Yeah. You it, dealt the chronic? Where, it's not terribly where profitable. La Crosse, Wisconsin, my hometown. Uh-huh. Um, and... Um, it, you didn't make a lot of money, did you? No, but I got I had made friends. <laughs> and and <laughs> I, I I ended up smoking and like giving away most of the weed just to yeah. like, make friends. Because um, you're like me, you're a comedian. It's like basketball, I just wanted everybody to have a good time. Yeah. And if yeah. I had a bunch of weed, I'm not gonna try and like like the idea of selling a friend, even if it's a casual friend, like something I have. Like, I, let's say I don't want this, like, t- kitchen chair anymore. Your foot be- <laughs> Are you going to... Is there an urgent... Fat, no, no. I, I just... I turned it off, but I didn't power it down. And uh, so it was just well, got an alarm that was like... Therapies. No, you don't want my foot juice to be oh, slurping God. through that foot juice. <laughs> uh, it's, it's mostly to stimulate growth. <laughs> Process it. Take it in. Foot juice. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been living. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. That song's been playing in my head for a good five. <laughs> five months? Five weeks or five so. Five weeks, the foot I, I had another surgery in January. Well, you know, go, let's, let's, we, we'll we, no, 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 to, I'm not saying stop, we'll but let's get to it, because people we'll need to know things what, throughout. people need to know what foot juice is, is uh, going on here. Yeah. You uh, started... You cleaned up your act. We can talk about cigarettes, but who cares? I can have that conversation yeah, with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, you stopped smoking, then you stopped uh, drinking. Yeah, and this is so the story is how I quit smoking. Yeah, this is uh, this leads into the story that I teased last time, which teased. is which is how um, I, <laughs> I I got this weird gig one time. My agent called me and was like. Hey, there's this strange thing. I don't really trust it. Some guy, I think he's like a comic or something. He's putting on these shows in on like the border of of Texas, and um, <laughs> this sounds familiar. It, and it's it's this weird string of one nighters, and you can do it if you want. The money's this, which is like, well, that's adequate money. Is nothing yeah. great, but at the time, I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of hurting for work. All right, like my agent was like. Shane will do any crazy road gig, and I do and will. And um, and I was like, okay, I'll do this thing. And so I I booked it, and then I couldn't get a hold of the guy uh, who who was running the show or anything. And then finally, I got a hold of him on Facebook, and um, and, and just to give you an idea, this is a comic who who has given himself. I'm not going to say his name, but he also he gave himself a, a nickname. Okay. Um, it's it, and it's absolutely ridiculous. So it's like the nickname uh, is yeah, yeah. Like so if his boner. name was Joe Smith, it'd be like Joe Super Famous Guy Smith. Yeah, yeah like okay. really stupid yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And and so red flags already with that. And then I get a hold of him, and he's like, "Oh, I, I explained that I'm going to be coming into um, Corpus Christi. It's so all need to be picked up from there, and then which is like a few hours away from this town, and then." I was asking him if he could then take me to Austin at the end of the week and fly out of there. Yeah, 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 everything's fine. And then he picks me up that night for this first gig, and I get in this car with this uh, it's this one dude, it's these two Mexican dudes, and the one is, like, huge and, like, kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like uh, like Danny Trio-ish, where it's yeah. like, oh, I, I would love to get that. To know that guy now, but he's just got a scary look about him, like yeah. a real badass yeah. look about him. Yeah. And then the other's like kind of this um heavier, like you could tell he's like a little bit insecure, trying to act tough kind of kind of guy. Okay. And I'm we, just picturing Gabriel and, Iglesias. And we start that's not uh, you're not too far off. And <laughs> but trying to be real tough. And and um he so he starts driving and Who I, Machete? Um, <laughs> oh, the guy that picked you up. Yeah, yeah. Joe the Entertainer. And, and Machete was in the... Yeah, Joe the Entertainer uh, was driving. <laughs> yeah. And and then Machete. And then... <laughs> and, and so we uh, we start driving, and I'm like, hey, man, um, so you can just... just uh, uh, um, As a reminder, you can give me a ride back to Austin at the end of the week, right? And he goes, oh, actually, I forgot... I'm uh, I'm going to rehab this Friday, and I'm like, oh, okay, because he was acting like strange and everything, and I didn't know what was going on at first, and I was like, well, what are you what are you going to rehab for? I've been to like AA and and stuff before, and and he's like, well, uh, parole violation, and I I was like, um, uh, or a probation violation, and and 
And then I was like, oh, what, well, what are you on probation for? Like, I've done illegal things. Hey, man, this yeah, is let's, cool. Let's we have this two-hour drive. Yeah. And he's like, well, I sort of killed a person. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was I like. I thought you were going to say, like, I, I drive drunk all the time. And he's, he's drunk. This yeah, is yeah. a little bit worse. He goes, I sort of I killed I sort of killed somebody. And then I was Ooh. like, yeah, oh, yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is. From now on, I'm saying, yeah, foot juice. That's anytime foot someone juice. tells me they sort of killed someone, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is some real foot well, juice. Well, you don't know what to say. Just yell foot juice in kind of a Mickey Mouse falsetto. <laughs> foot juice. Holy shit. Yeah. And so, so then I was like, oh. Is that what okay. you really said? You said, oh, like, oh. I, like I didn't know what to say. You probably and then, blacked out for a second. Yeah, and then he's like, well, it's a crazy story. And so the story is, and I wouldn't have believed this had I not looked it up. And and then I, I got to know Machete later on in the week. <laughs> Machete was a cool guy. Oh. Um, and and uh, uh, But I didn't know it. For, but he... He verified the story, and then I looked up like newspaper articles and stuff about this. And ver- so, what actually happened was the guy driving Robert Durst. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's from the Jinx. I don't know. if you I just it. finished it. So good. And no spoilers. And it, boom. It's it, so good. Well, the news spoiled it. I know. I, I said before I even got to see it. The life, news. I said life it. keeps spoiling the Jinx. <laughs> spoilers. CNN has to say spoiler. That show just frustrated me way too much to watch because I'm like, what? Uh, Like the interviews with the jurors were like, he probably got a bad rap. Like, what? What are you talking about? Well, um, also, they sat on that evidence for two years while they put that together. (laughs) I I like that the cops watched HBO. Yeah, I know. We're like. Well, yeah, we, we should do time something to move. about that. It's time to move. <laughs> it's time to move. But, I mean, let's just say if anything happened while they were editing it, you know what I mean? I heard that they turned it into poli- – I heard today, third oh. person from oh. somebody else, that they had this evidence and we oh, know what I it see, is. I and see. then they were like, oh, okay. Just like they've done the whole time. Oh, and just like didn't do God. anything with it foot until it was juice. on TV. And they were like, well, that's foot juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so jinx aside. So, so he goes, yeah, I, I sort, sort of killed, killed So he goes, here's what happened. Uh, I was driving. So, so meanwhile, as he's telling this story, I'm realizing – Oh, this man is fucked up, like, on lots of drugs right now. He's actually having his last hurrah before he goes to rehab in a few days. Oh, no. And he's driving me, like, hours to this gig in the middle of nowhere. Oh. And this is, like, really frightening oh, already. God. And now I'm hearing this story, and, and he's like, yeah, That well, alone is a, is a terrible story, but the fact that he's also giving you the details of how he maybe killed someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Took it over the top. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I might need to change my my career yeah i might need to do something <laughs> this different this is what i'm thinking yeah and uh, how much did the gig pay how much you're driving oh it was like two thousand dollars okay so you're driving like through that. the desert for four hours with a drugged up guy and it was like murderer maybe yeah yeah and maybe. and they're and they're like oh and we have like and he's telling me i got the sweet condo and everything though yeah. i'm like oh no condo you yeah know, and, sure. and like this guy doesn't have his stuff together um well so so what happened and and this is his story which I later verified enough. Yeah. Um he's driving one night. He says he's like buzzed 
Um, not drunk, but he's whatever. Whatever he was, it doesn't really matter when I get to the end of the story. He's driving on the interstate, mm. and he's like a little buzzed or whatever. And then he's and he's like, and then I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I either like hit a person in the middle of the interstate or drove over a person that was already laying in the middle of the interstate. And it was just out of nowhere. I was just like, oh, and this guy. Uh, like and then he just like kept driving <laughs> as he was processing it just uh, oh, he's not the brightest no. guy in the world oh, he's like what no. the hell do i do i just hit a person oh. and that's, that's what the shoulder is for <laughs> yeah yeah you pull right over on you those see if that person's still a person that a, oh. and then but he instead kept driving and then as he's thinking about this he's like oh man what uh, what what's going on what's going to happen and he didn't know what to do yeah and like 10 minutes later he calls 911 Mm -hmm. which was like i guess the right thing to do at that point then so he calls 911 and then he's like yeah i just ran over a body in the middle of the interstate and they're like okay where are you and he's just like well i'm driving home (laughs) And they're like, what? You can't drive home. You can't do that. And and so they're like, all right, well, stay at home. Yeah. The police are going to be there very soon. And so he gets home and like his mom's like making him sandwiches and stuff to like sober up. And the police show up and they're like, um, yeah, I don't know why you left that scene, whatever happened back there or whatever you did. But that person's still alive. And because he told them over the phone, he's like, I ran over a dead body. And that's what he like thought in his mind. And um, and, and, and then he's like, that person's still alive. They're now like in a coma in the hospital. And then and so they arrest him. He goes to jail. The guy comes out of the coma, explains to the police what happened. This guy was a um, male prostitute working in um, South Texas full of a bunch of homophobes and stuff who would sometimes get these male prostitutes. He was giving a man head while driving on the interstate. The guy freaked out about it, was like, oh, I'm not gay, and then opened the car door and threw him out of this car. Just then... Put put Jews famous man is driving by and runs over this body. Oh my god! In the interstate. What is this cereal? Uh, Yeah, the new season Uh, of cereal. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. (laughs) This is and and uh, and then and so he goes. um, He goes. uh, So the guy gets tossed and then hit. Two terrible things. Yeah, yeah. And he probably wasn't enjoying giving that blowjob in the first place. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So it was like, well, this isn't fun. Yeah. This is horrifying. Now I'm dying. Oh, my God. Oh my God! And then, and now, and then you're and, in a coma, and then you wake up, and you have to replay the worst day of your life to yeah. the police, yeah, including your own illegal activity. But then you have to get 
This guy who's driving you to a gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is driving driving you, you and uh, seems uh, to be under the influence. Yeah, and it's like a one nighter in a bar, and he uh, and he's explaining to me that like this this one can be kind of a tough room. I'm like, oh great, and 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 let's just call it uh, like uh, the name of it was like Roadhouse or something yeah, like sure. that. It's uh, a Tarantino uh, production. Yeah, 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 and. And so, um, so what happened was was that they actually found the guy that tossed him out of the car. Somehow, How they do I, that? I don't know. So they found that guy. They locked that guy up. Sketch artist. And then I don't, I don't know. I didn't get those details. I needed you with me. Yeah. I was, I was so yeah, awestruck no, no, by you, the whole thing. It's just like don't, don't stop his story. You don't know what might set him uh, off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and so. So then um, they get the guy, and and so in the meantime, this um, famous man, uh, foot juice famous man, <laughs> l- lawyers up. You're so funny. Uh, <laughs> he, he lawyers up, get and his lawyer down there is able to strike some great deal that gives him like drunk driving or something like that and like nothing else nothing not like even talking not like about hitting a person or like it was like not reporting an accident or something oh, like crazy wow. like that wow so so they're working on Can this I just plea arrangement that what yeah. i've learned from watching the jinx and things like what any crime drama lawyers is jobs is i think one of the reasons why people get frustrated by lawyers is to show that you can't prove something yeah, yeah. and that gets really frustrating where it's like uh you said he hit him but were you there? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So it's like, sorry, reasonable doubt. That guy just gets a ticket for like not recycling. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> was this guy Aristotle? Like, yeah. well, what's anything? Mean? What's... <laughs> what is a car? Uh, yeah. Was the car moving, or was the road underneath? Well, it what really caused it? What caused that to cause that? Yeah, exactly. You know. Shouldn't we be talking to the man with the blowjob? Which we somehow did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So was the... that guy's picture in the paper? I think so. They get that guy, um, and then, and then this guy. So, so a famous man, Foot Juice, is in. It's like working out this plea arrangement with like the family and and like the victim and everything else, and they're deciding to press charges and and whatnot. And and in the meantime, they find the actual guy that threw him out of the car. They put him in jail. Then that guy dies in jail. He was murdered in jail. The guy that threw blowjobs out of the car got murdered in jail for being gay. Um, <laughs> this so is, now, the, the what craziest, is happening? I know. I know. Get a documentary crew. I know. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Who, you know, tossed. He was like, you know, I don't want tossed to be thought blowing. of as a gay guy. Tosses the blow blowjob <laughs> man out of his car. He's like, now I can resume being secretly gay but straight. <laughs> yeah, hearing. yeah. Then his worst nightmare comes true. He gets arrested for that and then is killed because that is just terrible. That's just, I know we're telling a, a crazy story, but holy shit, fuck no. Fuck no, I yeah, yeah. say. Yeah. So he dies. So he goes to jail in South Texas where they're like, well, we can't have any gays around here, stab. And then. Um, Isn't prison where no matter where you are, they're like, look, we're playing with the hand we're dealt. We're all gay now. You know what I mean? You would. You, you think. Would, yeah, I, I think you're not. You can be gay on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prison uh, gay. Yeah, you can be prison but if you're gay. For, but if, if, you're for, if you're a legit homosexual and you go into prison and they're like. You would think it'd be like, yes, a real one. <laughs> 
can't think wow. that'd be the best. Yes, exactly. The, like uh, the only thing better would be what's that? Um, the Bruce Jenner or whatever. He's like halfway through getting the sex change, then gets in an accident, maybe goes to jail, and it's like, oh, we got like half of a lady oh, in wow. here. Like that would that's this is all like, very dark, but I mean, like you have to think that might be in their mind. Yeah, yeah, it'd be wonderful. We got a half. We got a, we got a vagina that weaseled its way in here. <laughs> We have a technicality push. Aristotle got our Uh, vagina. What is a vagina anyway? (laughs) When are you a man? When are you? These are all all unanswerable questions. Yeah. Guess we'll throw them in the man prison. If he had gone to the lady prison, that would have been a romantic, not a romantic, (laughs) but like a wacky comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Instead, just a scary, horrifying. Now you got a badge on you and you're in a woman's or a a men's prison. Oh. With a vagina, things oh. aren't going to go well for you. No, um, this is some dark shit. <laughs> yeah, so let's get back to the murder. Um, <laughs> so now there's uh, so then um, guy guy that came out of the coma told the cops he dies as well. He then dies from complications from of complications being rolled, run over. Yeah, pops out of the coma. Hey, here's who did it. Dies, and then <laughs> like if it were in a script, you'd be like, "That's stupid," but it happened. <laughs> yeah, this actually happened, and then oh. um, and then so then the family didn't like have anyone to persecute for this. So then they were like, "No, we're not signing off on that plea deal anymore that they were going to agree to." Let's rework it. So they ended up giving him vehicular manslaughter instead on the, in this plea deal. Yeah. Pled guilty to vehicular manslaughter, which is kind of reasonable yeah. in the case, I suppose. And then, but then um, the lawyers and the judge gave him like nothing. It was like seven years probation, not a day of jail time. Cool. Yeah. You know, dodged that bullet. Couldn't keep his. Uh, shit together. Did had, they give him a on all sorts of drugs and breathalyzer? And stuff. Did they test him and all that? Yeah, stuff? yeah. And, and he was so drunk and he yeah. was drunk. Yeah, yeah. And it probably like Isn't had drugs and everything else. That's yeah. like the. I mean, that's not it's so crazy. Manslaughter. Vehicular manslaughter is like when an old lady, you know, hits somebody in the Walmart parking lot and they die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like you know, give her the vehicular. Yeah. Somebody that's like toasted, fucking slammed into a guy on the highway. He must have just had great lawyers. Yeah, he, I mean, he was real happy about his lawyers, and and um and and so so then along the way, he's also telling me that this area of Texas, which I found out later, um, there's like no border between there and Mexico. The border's actually outside of this town in Texas. I drove through. It's weird. And so, Wait, what does that mean? Um, outside of the town. So there's like, uh, you, you know, if you drive from like um, California to yep. Vegas or whatever, there's like that border area. There's like a checkpoint um, there. Uh, no. Um, or or driving into Arizona, there's like, if you've never done the drive, then you want, but there's like these checkpoints. Yeah. That like, do you have any food or whatever between, else between like Canada and uh, New York? There would be one. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying there isn't one between Mexico and this part of Texas? Yeah, but there is one between this part of Texas and the rest of Texas. It's oh. the weirdest thing. Wow. Yeah, and so there's like there there's all this cartel stuff going on there, which he's explaining to me, and then he's showing me like horrifying YouTube videos of like the cartel cutting off people's heads and stuff. I'm like, yeah. why, why why do I want to see that? It's a long, I want. It's a long drive. <laughs> it's a long drive. <laughs> 
and he's just like I, I, I and he's like very proud of this yeah. that he's like and, and he like spent some time dealing drugs or whatever and was like kind of proud of the that like he had some mm. inroads in with the cartel and um and and like and and you could tell this guy was just like real insecure, just trying to act tough. But then he's just got himself wrapped up, and he mm-hmm. has no impulse control or mm-hmm. anything else. And um, now he's rolling with Tortuga. Yeah. <laughs> we get to so I'm processing all this. We get to the first gig, which is like the movie Roadhouse before Swayze showed up. Mm-hmm. The owner of the bar has a mural of himself painted like a, on like a Harley and, and like the huge in the bar it's this huge place um, no one's there to see com actually that just sounds like part of the witness protection it's like look we're going to relocate you <laughs> the upside is we're going to give you a bar and you can paint a mural of yourself <laughs> that's not the if you're in witness protection you shouldn't go painting yourself huge like uh, everywhere that's uh, a fair point <laughs> <laughs> listen we're going to give you witness protection just one de- uh, one thing no painting murals of yourself <laughs> everywhere you go uh <laughs> he could have been wearing big sunglasses in the painting and always in life. <laughs> so this, there's like there's like 30 people that are there to like see me. They're real excited. And then the, this huge cavernous place of like everyone's like just playing pool and fighting. There was like there was a section of um, at the bar. You, you know how there might be at a club, there might be like a little glass case with like some merchandise. Yeah. Um, they had that at this bar with knives in it, <laughs> so you could just oh buy God. knives mid-fight. Uh, yeah, Can yeah. Can you break a fifty? <laughs> Pool cue over the back. <laughs> Hurry! <laughs> Keep the change. <laughs> Get the one with the brass knuckles on the handle. <laughs> they had all that stuff, brass oh. knuckles, all that stuff, just in a case. And there's just like people fighting in the bar and there stuff. There were fights. Uh, I, yeah, it Little. was. It seemed like there was just. That was a consistent. There was always yelling and arguing of stuff. It was it was frightening. And then and then there was the stage setup. And there's a dance. There's music after the comedy, so there's a dance floor between the stage and the audience. So like the first audience member, and there were like thirty people there to see me. Is like. 50 feet away from me. Oh, my um, God. And, and there's this huge dance floor. Was so, the dance floor not lit like you couldn't have walked onto it? Um, you probably didn't uh, want to be on the same level. No, it was lit. It was yeah. like the lighting in this place was, it wasn't set up for a yeah. show. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. You know. The whole bar was lit, quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I ended up... Um, so I'm, I'm performing. It's a nightmare. How are you um, brought up? Does does Johnny the Entertainer go up? Yeah, yeah, he, he does some time, and then he brought up Machete, who was legitimately one of the funniest acts I've ever seen. Like I was what? like, who is this? No guy? way! Like I kind of want to do one of his bits. Oh um, my god! But, but I can't use. Can you say if his I name? if I could use oh. his actual name? But yeah. then it would tie him to the yeah, other yeah. guy. We don't want to do it. Um, and and so it, yeah, so it, it's too bad because I'd love to say his name and then a bit so to demonstrate how funny this guy just is. Just unbelievably but funny. It, very, it, Does it make you good nervous? storyteller? Um, no, I was like, okay, he's getting people's attention a little okay, bit. Good, this good, is good. good. 
And um, the reason I asked because I was like, does he know the local humor so well that you like can't follow? It was it. a little bit like that, but yeah. I was just happy that someone was drawing attention because the other thing was was right before we got there, he's like, oh, the other thing is, and so he gets done explaining me the cartel, and and then he's like, and I and I'm watching, and on the way down there, I I saw. Probably two or three. He's like, oh, there's another one. There's a police chase of, like, black FBI SUVs or whatever with their lights on chasing after a car speeding away. I saw that, like, two or three times. Like, oh, look, there's another one. This is a weekend that Hunter S. Thompson would be like, it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit it's much. So crazy. I'm going back to the hotel. I know. I, I, it's, it's, what is it, this story? And, and so so I, I'm performing at this uh, roadhouse place. Yeah. And no one in the back is paying any attention. They're pissed off that, like, their music isn't playing or whatever. They're very upset with me. Yeah. <laughs> How long are you doing? An hour? Yeah, 45 to an oh, hour. And you're going to hit 45 on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm at, like, 35. Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm getting through it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm powering through. The, the 30 people that are there are, like, laughing as hard as they can, yeah. given the situation. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um... Uh, they uh, and then there's this very very drunk woman who's like just as drunk as it gets um stumbling all over clearly like incoherent like uh, going it's going to be sleepy time in a few minutes here <laughs> she starts making her way to- toward the stage no. and there's this dance floor that's like 50 no. feet or so so now every- so I'm doing material as this woman's just making her way and I'm like and I can't talk to her yet I'm like what what's going on here now she's just got a long 50 foot walk which which she can't make very well yeah and and so now everyone's just like okay we'll just stop the show and we'll watch this woman yeah just try to make her way up here whatever's happening and then i'm like ma'am can i help you and she 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 goes i got something i gotta tell you and i'm like okay what is it what's so important she's like give me the microphone i'm like no Oh. I'm definitely not going to give you the microphone. Oh. But just tell me what you need to say. I'll say it to yeah. everyone else. And she's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Give me the microphone. I'm like, well, I can't do that, ma'am. I know I can't explain this to you, but I've, <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. I know yeah. this doesn't end well. Yeah. I can't give you the microphone. Yes. You can tell me what you want to say. This is now going on for like five minutes, this conversation. I'm like, is anyone in charge of this person? <laughs> can anyone just take this person and just take her away, Is anybody please? in charge of this comedy night? Yeah, yeah. Where's Nobody. Trejo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought this was going to end. He just puts her in a garbage bag. He, in his oh, yeah. leather vest, just kind of grabs her. And- so this is the other thing. I hadn't seen Trejo yet. Yeah. And, and, and Famous Man is like, oh, the condo didn't work out. It's not ready. So we'll give you um, either you can stay with at Trejo's house. And I'm like, oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Or you can, um, because I don't know what his house is like, and I, this is just a scary dude. Yeah. And, and all they're telling me about is cartel stuff, and this is yeah. horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or we'll we'll give you a fifty dollars for a hotel room in this dump of a place, yeah. Yeah. and that's Wait, also part terrifying. of the roadhouse. Uh, no, 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 okay. no, just like somewhere. We in got the a city. room. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. <laughs> 
So anyway, uh, now I'm I'm arguing. So I got all this stuff on my mind, and I'm and I'm <laughs> arguing with this lady. I'm like, we're at a real breaking point in the show. And and then someone in the back, like one of the guys, like stops fighting for a second and yeah. is like, "Give her the microphone." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Okay, well, that ends my show. She's gonna take it from here." I hand that's her the, the microphone. I, that's the move. And I it. walked off. Did you say and, thank you, good night? Yeah, yeah. And um, and then you know the p- people that were there were like upset that uh, with the lady and yeah. that no one did anything about this. Um, and then everyone in the back. This was like the only thing that people in the back had paid attention to the entire time. So I was yeah. like, "What's going on here? Why yeah. are they? They're just so amused by this lady, I guess." Well, anyway, I give her the microphone. I walk like she didn't even turn around to talk to. She was too drunk. She was still facing the stage to nobody. Mm. Did, had no idea what was going. Starts mumbling something. No one knows what. Right, and I go over, and the owner. Um, who's just like this other like horrifying guy who paints murals of himself on <laughs> on bars? Um, is, is like uh, he's like, hey man, why'd you stop? And I was like, why'd I stop? Why'd you let that idiot ruin your show? Yeah. And and he goes, hey, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> this this yeah. isn't real. It, it is. is. Real. I believe it, it is. is. Real. He goes, when that's said, my wife. Why'd you let that idiot? I knew he was going to go, hey, that idiot is something, something, something. Yeah. My wife being the worst one. And then I, and instantly I'm like, oh, I'm not getting paid for the show. I'll be lucky to make it out of here alive. And, and I just, all I could do was double down. I was like, well, then you should have told your fucking wife to, to not ruin my you show. Yeah, yeah. You saw your option. And then, and then he just run. Apologize. <laughs> Double down. You chose C. <laughs> and then, and now I'm like scared. And then he just storms off. And now I'm a little bit scared because he could be getting a lantern and a torch for uh, all you. Yeah, know. who knows? <laughs> and then, um, uh, uh, one of the waiters, yeah, comes over to me, and is like, "Hey, man." Really funny set. Um, Knew the term. Uh, well, I don't. He probably I don't, didn't say that. Uh, really, something really funny. Whatever. Which, uh, first off, it wasn't. Yeah. The whole thing was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Really funny. Sorry about that, lady. Don't worry. Mural is in the parking lot right now, teaching her a lesson." I'm like, what? Mural guy. Yeah, yeah. Mural guy is in the parking lot teaching his wife a lesson now about interrupting. Teaching her. Teaching her. There's so only now, so many ways you can interpret that. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. Now I just caused domestic yeah. violence. Oh. I just caused, I just got a woman. You're like the guy that pushed the guy out of the car. You got him killed. You just wanted the thing over. No, I'm And then you got it, someone murdered. I, I think I'm the guy that accidentally ran over the body in the inner. Like someone else set this in motion. Yeah. And, oh my and god. And I just happened to be there a little buzzed running over a Teaching body. Teaching her a lesson. What a <laughs> nightmare. This yeah. is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. What did you and, say? And um I ended up uh <laughs> um I, I <laughs> 
I was scared. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And I ended up blowing it over with Mural Guy by doing cocaine with him. Oh that's, my That's god. how we smoothed things Wait, over. Oh my god. That's this is Yeah. This is I didn't want to share that part really. Well, but you I have like, to well, I have to. Was part and of by, your motivation. And by the way, yeah. cocaine is something that at the time I did once or twice a year. Yeah. Um fine enough drug, never really understood the hype. Yeah. It was like I'd do it. Be like, <laughs> that was fun. Not doing that again for a very long time. I never understood the guys that was like, that was fun, and let's keep on going. Because it would burn you out? Oh, I mean, it was just, I'd feel awful the yeah. next day. Yeah. Like, way worse than a hangover. And and not only that, but you'd feel so stupid for, it's for like, everything well, I just you did. did. Yeah. I could see, like, maybe in the 80s when this was, like, some real cool thing and it right. was hip. But now it's, like, this dirty little... You know, a right. uh, thing that's like, and, and I'm in a border in Mexico sure. with Mural. Sure. And it's like, this is, and he's like got weird cocaine devices and stuff. What do you and, mean? Uh, Special there, straws? There was, Twisty straws? Yeah, yeah. There was like weird little, <laughs> he had little, uh, it, it was, uh, my memory of it isn't great, but it was like a little vial and it, it pulled out like a little, um, it was almost like a little uh, fingernail for you. Um, oh, I see. It was real handy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, yeah. what else is this for other than cocaine? It's for cocaine. And um, did, did you do did, coke with him? Because you're thinking, because I'm thinking if I'm you, if I do what this guy is into, yeah, yeah. coke, getting fucked up or whatever, yeah. he might pay me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Did it work? It worked. Yeah. Smoothed it over. <laughs> Did you talk? Still good friends. No. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I went back to this place years. Uh, so I was, you go- went I was back? going back. That's why I stalled on doing the story last time. Because one, this is a monster so the story of a story. Ends, you get the money. This isn't and you... the end of the story. Oh, okay. Um, this is uh, not the end of the story. It's getting there. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, the, I don't the want the story wasn't... to ever end. Uh, it's like another circle of hell each level. I, I mean, I get, I get to... Um, uh, uh, I I get to um, Machete's house. I'm like, well, I guess I'll check out Machete's <laughs> now house. Now you're coked up and you're like, it sounds like an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, Jesus, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Writing notes, writing yeah, yeah, notes yeah, yeah, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. That's why I went back again because I was like, oh, this is the craziest story I've ever had and yeah. I'll never have a crazier one. Let's see if I can go back, mine this shit some more. Oh my that's why God. I didn't want to talk about it the last time that I was on because I was going back like two weeks you're after You're an that. investigative journalist. <laughs> I know. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, You're coked up. You go to machetes. Which, which we can't just... I, I've. It's, I realized recently we can't just live our lives <laughs> just by taking the craziest path. Yeah, all the I'm time. Glad, uh, I'm, you know, certainly glad in this moment that you're <laughs> sharing this. It's wild. Um, but um, so I, I get to Machetes. We pull in, and it's just this really nice house. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Wow, this is not what I was expecting. It's just in this cul-de-sac. It's not like a mansion or anything. It's yeah. just a very nice, like, three-bedroom house. It's very reasonable. His roommates, like, one guy is a manager of some big theater. The other guy is is um, a, a professional mariachi singer who does, like, scores for films and <laughs> stuff like that. And they're just, like, normal, like, intelligent guys and everything. I was like, well, I wasn't expecting this. This is cool. 
uh, we end up and we had uh, they had some people over and they're like in the back and we're smoking weed and stuff. And then I notice there's this uh, this beeping in the house, just a loud beeping once in a while, like every minute or so. There's just a loud beep, and I'm like, "What's that beeping?" And and people are like, "What are you talking about? We don't hear a beeping." And I'm like, "There's something." And uh, like I'm not you crazy. Paranoid, Gene. and and I'm I'm looking, and I mean it was loud, and uh, and so I'm looking, and they have like kind of a security system set up in the house. It's a, and and uh, so I'm like, well, maybe it's like the security systems going off because there's a window. I don't know how security systems work, and and so and it kind of sounded like a fire alarm or something like yeah. that, and um and so I was like. Uh, Toward the end of the night, and he, he had like an extra room for me to stay in and everything. Nice guy. You need any water or anything? I was like, well, actually, there's one thing. What what's that beeping? Can you tell me? Like, what can we get? Turn that off because it's this crazy. And he's like, what beeping? I'm like, well, there's just a really loud beep, <laughs> like once a minute. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's like it might be a fire alarm or something. I don't know. You'll get used to it. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'll get used to it. And, and he, uh, and then he, um, I'm like, okay, well, I'll get used to it, whatever. It's been a long, crazy night. The beeping's the least of my worries. Now I'm in bed, and every couple hours, and for hours, just every minute, beep, like this crazy loud, and I'm like, I can't sleep like this. This is crazy. And now it's like four in the morning. Everyone's in bed. And I'm just like, I'm just going to track down where this beep is. And I start walking through the house. And sure enough, it's just upstairs is this fire alarm. And like, are they like fancy fire alarms that like they don't know how to fix this or something? Where you open it up and there's a I, human hand in it or something? Uh, no, I just open up the fire alarm. I took the battery out and it just stopped beeping. And then the next day, I go, "Hey man, you know that beeping I was talking about? That was your fire alarm. You just need a new battery for it." And he goes, "Oh, is that what that was?" That thing's been beeping for a year and a half. A I have no reaction. And a half. <laughs> You're like, well, you just get used to it. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you just got used to it? First off, I'm from Wisconsin. And Mexicans in Wisconsin, this isn't to stereotype, but I'm going to stereotype. Whatever. I'm going to stereotype a little bit. Mexicans in Wisconsin, you can be like, hey, I have a dumpster full of garbage. Could you build me a car using that dumpster? And they'll be like, sure thing. And they could just like make you a car. They can yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything you need. Yeah. There's three Mexicans living in a house that didn't know how to change the battery in a fire alarm. I'm like, what the Fuck! Oh it's like really breaking God. down all of my stereotypes yeah, yeah. People that are I just have. People, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's insane. Insane. But that, that that machete's a funny guy, and he doesn't. And have he's the, like bright and, and everything. Bright and doesn't have the neuroses of like what the fuck, you know? Yeah, what yeah. I mean? like, yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, it's it was loud enough to wake you up so you wouldn't burn in a fire. That's how loud it was. <laughs> That was actually the purpose of it. And once a minute. Year and a half. For a year and a half. That's so what that was. All I do is then make fun of them for two days straight. I'm like, I can't believe you idiots. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then a mariachi guy goes, 
you know, Shane, I'm really glad that you showed up and did that because um, for the last year or so, I've been sending in scores for things, and they'd be like, that was really great, but what's that beeping going on in the background? Like, he has a studio in his Are in you his fucking house. kidding me? He'd be playing music like he was, scores. He was, he was losing. He was losing work, work because there was a, a beep. A beep. So he worked in the audio industry, in the sound world. Has a very <laughs> fine-tuned audio musical Studio. sensory. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, so he's playing and he's like getting the mood right. And yeah. Beep. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> that is unbelievable. And he's sending this to like no movie studio. No one thought. Let's find the source Let's of the beep. Figure out what the beep is. Just play quick between the beeps. <laughs> just quick. You just quick play forty five seconds yeah. before the beep, yeah. and then do the next forty five seconds. <laughs> so. Um, uh, this whole run is like it'd be like this amazing, beautiful theater one night, and no one would show up there. It'd be like forty people would show up. Oh yeah, and, more shows, and then more shows every night. There's a show, and they're all like a train wreck of different. But the one was the that yeah. was the bad one. Yeah, and then the rest were like reasonable enough. And then, but then I go the next night um, at, to the same place to like hang out. And there was, like, professional wrestling going on, and the place was packed to the brim. And when I say professional, uh, sorry, amateur wrestling, <laughs> uh, absolutely amateur. But in the style of professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. They, they had costumes. They had a ring set up. They had, every, they, they had the whole works. This is, like, the talk of the town. This is what people did. And when I say amateur wrestling, I'm saying, like, like the bartender would be, like, to the bouncer, hey, can you tend the bar for me for a minute? I gotta go get in my outfit oh. and wrestle. And then the bartender would like do his his little skits yeah. and then wrestle. Uh. And then he'd go and then the bouncer would go and get his costume on. Oh my and god. He would, he Just would. stay in costume. That's a fun bar. Uh, <laughs> I, and I mean God, I now I just want to tell the story that this guy told. I think I'm going to. Which story? Uh, that Machete told. And I feel like I'm not giving him credit. Ah, I, I better not. Yeah, I, probably not. I, probably not. It, it's shit. I'll tell you afterwards. Um, oh, no. Now uh, everybody's uh, going to be like, ah. Yeah, yeah. We can't. If we, I mean, it's not. It's not ours to I tell. mean, I know he would be fine with me telling it because yeah. I know him and like yeah. we get along. But it's well, you because could tell I it can't say his him. name. Um. Do you have a... Yeah, I can get a hold a of them and ask them. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, it's just like... Because it really illustrates what we're dealing with. Well, then with. why don't you I, tell it and then call and him? And then we can edit it out if, if... If he doesn't like it. If need be. Because then he can share it with people if he feels like it. Yeah, there like you it. go. Um, so, so this guy he tells this story about he, he used to go down to... Um, uh, because there's no border, he used to go down to Mexico. Um, and when they were kids, uh, and and they could just drink, they could just go down to bars in Mexico, mm-hmm. and, and like these divey Tarantino esque places, and, and and drink. And when they were like 15 or whatever, yeah. So they'd always go to this one bar where just 
everything was allowed. There was just every drug you could ever want. It was next to a brothel. You could like get prostitutes or whatever. Like I think he lost his virginity to a prostitute. I don't. I don't remember that if that was part of it. But but anyway, so there's there. They're all drunk one night in this bar, and they're like 15 years old or whatever. And there's a whole bunch. There's like a bunch of sad, lonely men around and stuff too. And um, and the brothel owner grabs a um, brings one of the prostitutes down into the bar, and it's like, "Hey, who wants a freebie? Like, just someone at the bar to have sex with this prostitute in front of everybody else is like a fun little show. Yeah, yeah." oh god is right and everyone's like oh like even these 15 year olds were like i don't think that's appropriate i don't Uh, think we can do that uh, and then there's like this one drunk dude who's like i'll do it and he's like and he takes his pants off and he like can't get it up and he's now he's just got this limp dig in his front of everybody and uh, anyway she has to like Tug him hard or whatever. <laughs> oh. Tug him hard is a great album name. Oh. And, and, then, and then, yeah, a lot of things wrong with this. Uh, he starts having sex with this prostitute in front of people, and then she she does like this weird scissor lock move with her legs and like pulls him around and locks because he's really drunk, locks him down on the ground. So he's still, like, inside of her, and her, like, back's on the ground, and he's on top, but he can't, like, move or go anywhere. And then a man in a gorilla costume (laughs) runs out with a banana and rapes this man with a banana. No, (laughs) no, no. Rapes this man's asshole with a banana. Yeah. And and then and and his and his bit about it. He did a bit about this. And it's one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. Tell anyone this story again. He tells it on stage. (laughs) And 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 then he breaks it down from one the guy that got raped uh, from uh, uh, by the banana, like going home the next day and like making cereal for his kids and, and he's like making rice krispies for him and they're like dad can we get a banana with our rice krispie and then all of these oh, memories come back and he has a breakdown yeah. but then he did like the most amazing act out of a thing ever which was the guy in the gorilla costume <laughs> and the guy's been doing this for 20 years it's and, his routine uh, and he's just like sick of it he used to be passionate about it but now he's just sick of raping people with bananas all the time and he's just like ah, i'm done with this i'm out of here and he takes like the gorilla head off throws it into the locker and it's like i'm done and then a, and then a little mexican boy comes in and it's like hey mister mister i really liked what you did out there and then, he gives up. And then this, this tear of pride swells up in his eye and runs down his cheek and then he puts the gorilla mask back on oh and goes back God. out and rapes a man with a banana oh no 
So we can or cannot cut that out if you want. Oh, no. I'm I'm pretty sure he's fine with that being in there. This is like makes True Detective look like Golden Girls. I know. (laughs) This is the darkest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. And I'm hearing like this story, which I was laughing at and thought was incredibly funny, like his telling of it. Sure. But like... It's a very dark story. Of and I'm like, oh, this is like the. My brain is literally of... going, it, it just probably isn't true, Pete. It's not <laughs> yeah. true. It can't be true. And what happens at the end? He just so, gets, the guy the guy that was assaulted just gets up. <laughs> just like, well, I guess I shouldn't have done that. Well, it, it, my all my buddies red. are going to make fun yeah. of me. The, I thought right losing right. my erection was the worst yeah, part yeah. of that story. I mean, I mean, I think because it's like. Uh, you know, the guy's in a gorilla costume, so it's all in, like, good fun. Yeah. You know, it's, like, good-natured <laughs> banana rape fun. You put a costume on, people are laughing. They go to court, they're like, Your Honor, he was in a, he was in a suit, a costume. I, well, listen, you know, humor's subjective. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate every part of humanity right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's real really, bad. It's really making me feel and And this is how I was detective. feeling, like, throughout this week, I'm yeah. like, what am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? This is awful. This is so crazy. At this point, and, I am thinking you shouldn't take this gig. Yeah, yeah. And and then um, at the toward the end of the week, so so they like called some reasonable person from Austin, a comic, to come down um, to uh, to come and pick me up and like do a couple shows. And and I'm sitting in this. So meanwhile. Um, famous man is like just ordering drugs and stuff to um, to this house, and uh, on like his last night or whatever, and um, before rehab, uh, and 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 then um, and so this guy comes over, and now he told me like you don't deal drugs unless you're a cartel or they'll cut your head off, and so I'm like oh so this is a cartel guy. That is just coming in with these drugs. And then he's like looking at me, big gangly white dude, like I'm a cop. And and he's got like, because I, I just like walked in on this happening. And then he's like, hey, do this lie. And I'm like, oh, second time this week, I have to do cocaine to blend to, in <laughs> to get what you need to like uh, um, uh, get out of this scary situation so i do coke again and then i go into the garage this is true detective yeah. that's that scene where he puts the powder on his hand and he makes mcconaughey sniff it yeah yeah this is terrifying it's, it really was and <laughs> and i'm sitting there and i'm like all coked up and i'm like this is this is horrible that's what like, you wanted to be was more alert yeah yeah <laughs> more yeah. vigilant of how yeah. Yeah. Awful the situation Don't is. Don't you have a downer? And <laughs> and uh, and I was smoking a cigarette, and um, this comic was like, "How long you been smoking cigarettes for?" And I was like, "I don't know, ten or eleven years or something like that." And then um, and I'm just thinking about like what a mess I've made of myself and my life and everything. And then and then I thought about, it, I was like, "Nope, sixteen years. I've been smoking cigarettes for sixteen years." And then I put that cigarette out. And then I never had another cigarette again in my entire life. Really? Yeah. That's so how I like quit smoking. Ro- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So Coked up. Yeah, yeah. All coked up. Weirdest week of your life. Yeah. And you're like, that's it. I was like, I need to do something to... Respond. Uh, to have, like, some sort of... Establish some sort of 
control what it was was like i was like i don't trust myself or my judgment anymore yeah, yeah. i was like a raging alcoholic and everything else yeah i was like i need to do one good thing that no matter what my brain tells me uh, it wants or whatever i'll know objectively that no one would be like yeah you should have a cigarette i just need one like yeah, uh, foothold uh, foot yeah. to sanity a beginning and and that was it and then it was and then i another six months after that i quit drinking which i did the podcast shortly after yeah, yeah. quitting drinking and um and then uh like another six months after that i started working out and taking care of myself and i got like crazy into rock climbing and really? i was yeah yeah big time and um i was getting very good at rock climbing and then that brought me to um that and visiting a friend and um ayahuasca uh brought me to um sedona um yeah, I've which been to I, sedona. I didn't get to do ayahuasca because i ended up breaking my feet but i was going to um and, and so as i just get done with the craziest story ever i'm like skip forward to me doing drugs again years yeah, later yeah, yeah. but ayahuasca is a totally different thing I I, I, it's not like a party drug yeah yeah <laughs> no it's like not a... fun <laughs> you did I, it I, I no i didn't get a chance oh, to yeah. i've done dmt a bunch so you I know. have yeah but we talk about that yeah, we can talk no, all about that. No, did we? We no, didn't. No, no, no. I, I didn't. I'd never done DMT. DMT dimethyl dimethyltryptamine. Tryptamine. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, the stuff that everything is made of. We've had a couple guests on the show that yeah, talk yeah. about DMT. So when you take DMT, you're taking like a DMT inhibitor that inhibits the experience that we could be having all the time, and it, it gives you that experience. That's how it was explained to me. Yeah, I mean, so the people that do lots of it are. I mean, I'm way into science and neuroscience, so I yeah. still think that um, it's in our own mind what's yeah. happening, and it's just unlocking oh, but the people these that do it. Worlds. Well, I have had people on and, it that are like, "There's no way the the hallucinations are so vivid. They are very vivid. There's nothing clearer. There's nothing more real. It's just um, as real as this. Yeah, but I mean, no more real than this. I would say really in there, but it's so confusing and it's so fast. And, and well, tell me about it. Well. Oh man! Um, so unless you don't want no to no I, I'm it. happy I, to I don't want to no I I've given to DMT to a bunch of people I've I've encouraged it and people yeah. and now that I've done it like thirty times I'm like oh I've seen some stuff I'm not sure I was supposed to see like what and I'm not sure that I can recommend what do you mean like scary things well I mean. So the first time that I did DMT was like a couple years ago, and the guy was like, you know, it was this guy who's like a computer programmer and like a reasonable uh, guy, and um, his wife is studying to be a neuroscience uh, scientist and stuff, and like, well, these people seem bright enough, and they're not like living in a crack den or something like right. that. So, and I they don't spoke, know, maybe they spoke well of it. Yeah, and then, and you know, I have. They seem like they know what they're. Can talking I just about. interject? This is the drug that they say when you die, it's released. When you're born, yeah. it's released. And a lot of people that smoke it, they did this great study, and I just mean great in breath uh, study in the. 80s or 90s where they did it in hospitals and people recorded what they saw and a lot of people just saw like the Sistine Chapel kind of style clouds and God and like really feeling like they had died. Mm. A lot of people would just teleport to the middle of outer space with nothing in any direction, just real terrifying, yeah. but simultaneously scary and like the greatest thing they've ever felt. So like this isn't uh, these aren't mushroom stories. This is like a serious serious hallucinogenic. Experience. Yeah, it's not fun, but it can be enjoyable. Right. Um, it's not giggly. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not something you're, you're not feeling like pleasure. It's you're... it's more enlightening, right, sort of. Right. It, and and first off, I don't trust um, my metaphor that I like to use to tell myself, so I don't get too wrapped up in like. I, first off, I don't like to trust any one perspective at all, whether it's this uh, existence or DMT or my uh, you know feelings about certain relationships and how you know. Uh, but I, I don't I don't like to trust any one perspective at all. Yeah. And and my metaphor that I that I often use to kind of bring myself back down is that because DMT is ten minutes long. Yeah. Now uh, imagine but it feels longer than that, right? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I mean I felt like I had like lifetimes in there. Before. Really? Yeah. What do you um, mean? What do you mean? So, because that's one of the things. Yeah. That's one of the fun facts I've given. I'm sorry to derail you. No, I've given no. that thing about DMT where people there's no rail it, here. <laughs> uh, they smoke it and then they were like, "I was a Native American. I had a wife and a child, and we were fighting a war. Yeah, and I fought the war. Yeah, we won. Uh, days <laughs> passed. Like I would go to sleep. I would get up and like all this sort of stuff. And and then I was only gone from this reality for ten minutes. Yeah, there's weird stuff like that that will happen. <laughs> So the first, the first time that I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you oh, had stuff like that? <laughs> you had to have, if you've done it 30 times. You had like, yeah. I was there for weeks. I mean. Weeks? There, there was, uh, I mean, it kind of evolved. The more that I did it, the more I kind of bought into the experience. Of it. Doubled down. Um, doubled down. Your wife a is bit. an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell, go go chronologically, but just know that that's what I'm interested. I could you couldn't bore it, me with this whenever you would. Like, it, well, sure. it's not boring. It's just like the risk of sounding completely insane, you yeah. know. Which is uh, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I so the I took the DMT the first time. The guy was like, "So here's this bong. You're gonna want to take three big hits out of it you're gonna uh, i mean clear this bowl if you can just have four hits if you can but what's gonna happen you're gonna have the first hit you're probably gonna feel maybe not something right at first but within seconds you'll start feeling weird and then you'll have the second hit and then it will probably feel like like, have you done mushrooms and i was like oh yeah i've done mushrooms like 60 times or something like that and he's like okay good i mean it doesn't prepare you, but at least it prepares you for this. It'll, it'll feel, prepare you for that two seconds. Yeah, it, it'll feel like the hardest, like craziest mushroom trip ever. Like, oh, I've just done way too many mushrooms. I need to stop. This is insane. This is the most drugs ever. I can't do this. Uh, and he's like, whatever you do, don't stop. You have to keep going. You have to push through. And then you'll like break through to this other thing. And like no one knows what it is. I oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. so what the fuck? So I start this smoking amazing. this. I know. So if you stop, presumably, if you stop at the too many mushrooms point, you just stay in that. It'd just horrible be a place. scary mushroom trip for yeah. ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But um, it could feel like forever. Maybe I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, I've had times where I kind of missed the missed the train. Yeah. Um, oh really? Yeah. And it was just like, oh okay. This is fine, but that was it. Wasn't my first time, so I was used to it, and I right, kind I of see. knew what to prepare. But um, this sounds terrifying, by the way. It's terrifying yeah. every time I do it. I mean, really? I'm scared every time. I, I'll introduce people to it. I'm like, I mean, it's gonna change your life, and you're not gonna be able to stop thinking about it. But you won't have like any like 
physiological side effects to it. Right. It'll just consume a lot of your ideas um, about life and everything for a little while yeah. and make you question things. For the rest of your uh, life, potentially. Potentially. That's and, what I'm trying to extrapolate. I'd like that without doing it, potentially. Like I'm trying to take some of your lessons that you've learned from doing it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say whether I'd recommend you doing it yeah. or not. So I don't know. You make keep the, gathering information. You make so, the third hit. So, so I do the first one, and then it was like, oh, I feel like I'm turning into a cartoon or something. Uh, it's the only way I can describe it. I don't even know what that feels like. And now I don't even know what it feels like. Yeah. But I remember that's the, that was the thought in my head. Like, I'm turning into a cartoon. Yeah. And, I mean, now I have some thoughts about that. But uh, anyway. Wait, we'll, did you we'll share them? I mean... Uh, we be- I better explain a okay, few more please. things and come Just back. Just know that I want to know the- all your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand. So, so and then I have the second one, and I'm like, oh boy. And, and I've done, <laughs> I've done lots of drugs in my life. I've been in, I've been in crazier situations than this fucking Mexico story that yeah, I told. Yeah. I've lived a long and crazy life <laughs> full of wild things, and. <laughs> And I had this second hit, and I was like, oh, no. I am in over my head here. Oh, my this God. Is way too much. And the guy saw the look on my face, and he goes, keep going. Can't he help? Yeah, he's Aren't like, he's like, lighting the oh, thing for lighting, me, yeah, and I'm yeah. just, like, sucking on this. And, and, I start, uh, and I start filling the bong for the third hit, and... Every first off, oh, you have to refill it. Yeah, I, I got to suck in, uh, and the bong fills with smoke. Blow out a breath, and then go, and yeah. suck all the smoke out of the bong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I took the second hit, and I'm like filling up the chamber for the third hit, and everything's just going, just shaking like the whole all of existence is like. Oh, I'm leaving right now. I'm blasting off and going to a different thing, and I don't understand what's happening. And touch and this the is face ter- of God. This is so terrifying. Yeah. And I start- <laughs> And you keep going. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm filling up this bong for the third hit, and um, and all of a sudden, just this sense of peace just washes over me and then there uh, actually there was just a bit of a panic as everything went everything everything that i saw and everything that existed and everything that there was just went (laughs) just like the end of a cartoon what do you call that swipe with the the, circle the circle swipe closes into a circle it was just it was just like that it's funny that you say that yeah, and it all just goes away. Blackness. It, it was like space, but there's no stars, no anything. Just a black void, and it was just me in this bong in space, and the smoke inside. Are you inside. seeing with your eyes at this point, or are you kind of just perceiving all of it? All? I don't know. So, yeah. so a couple of qualifiers um, is one: the memory of any of this stuff is not really to be trusted, right? Um, and, and our interpretation of it after the fact is sending like it to so the language center and, just ruins it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and, and so, but I mean, the best I can manage for you, yeah, please, is is that I was in space with this bong, and the smoke inside turned into electricity, and then the electricity turned into codes. 
um, but they weren't like numbers. There would be flashes of numbers later on, which that happens sometimes, and I re- recognize now that that's like my brain or whatever the thing is trying to demonstrate to me because numbers are a human invention. Trying to demonstrate to what me. are human in- numbers yeah. are a human invention, but like codes are you know a different thing altogether, and so. So it'll like flash numbers to be like, oh, so I'm like, oh, this is codes. So yeah. like I'll understand. Right. Um, but you do get the feeling that something is trying to take you along. Yeah. Going like, they learn. So the, these codes are in this bong and then I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> like there's just this feeling like of this inevitable thing. Like I know I have to smoke this right now. And there's no, like, like these codes were like circling. It was like they were forcing themselves inside me. And then I hit this bong and then it was just like I arrived in this city um, Did you go through that portal gate that they talk about? No, it was like I blacked out and like woke up mm. in this. Um, although later on, I saw stuff like that that I had realized that I saw the first time and had oh, forgotten. Oh, I see. Um, but my first time, it was like I just arrived in this city built out of like these weird holographic computer chips. And these buildings were, like, building on themselves, and, like, every moving part was was perfectly, like, clock like clock gears yeah. turning. Like, everything just fit together really well. And, and then there was, like, these lights coming off of these buildings, and the lights were communicating with me. And it just goes, like, instantly. The, I, I just plop, boom, I'm here in this thing I've never seen. I have no reference point to, like, me trying to put it into words is silly. Yeah. Um, I'm just, boom, I'm plopped here, and then this thing just goes, welcome! And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And, <laughs> and it didn't say that shit in English, but somehow I knew exactly what it was saying. And then it... And then it welcome! Uh, and then... <laughs> And it was like, it was like, so happy to have you here. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? And then it goes, well, take it easy. Take it easy. Like, it knew that I was awestruck. And yeah. it was like, it's okay. I'll show you. And then it just goes, choo, 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 and it like starts building up these skyscrapers out of these computer chips. And it was like, this is how I talk. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. And then it was like, and then it was like, you get it? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And I was like, how about this? I'm like, yeah, I think I'm getting it. It's like, now you really want to see something? And I'm like, what the fuck? And then it was like, look over here. And then I looked over, and there was this weird, like, cartoon. <laughs> Felix the cat, just like the head of this Felix the cat thing, but like colored in. And I was like, huh? Just the most confused. Like, I thought I was going to get like the meaning of everything. And then I looked back. He tried. I looked back and I was like, huh? And he goes, and it goes, I'm just fucking with you. I like, oh. So Funny. He played a prank on you. He just played a fun little prank on me. <laughs> he thought it would be which, 
is what they do a well, lot. Well, that's what there. old Leary says that they're very rambunctious. They are so rambunctious. It's like they want to fuck with you and kind of play around. Yeah, yeah. They don't take things seriously. No, in this realm or whatever. No, you want to say. there's like a party going on. Yeah, it's like uh, later on, there's like these weird carnivals and stuff that I was like a part of or observing. Really? It's really strange. He said gnomes and stuff and self dribbling. I haven't seen like the robot things that I hear a lot about. Robot um, there's like um, like robot gnome, like yeah, th- um, things that are I, I forget the the words that they use exactly, but uh, but there's a lot of talk about these mechanical gnome things that yeah. are in there, and I haven't really seen or that. the self dribbling basketballs of light. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I bet I've seen some crazy Keep shit. Keep going. In there. I'm fascinated. So, um, this is my favorite thing ever. So I I get out and and I mean I study. Um, what do you mean you get out? After Felix, you just kind of kicked it in the town a little bit. Yeah, it was just like thing. Like first off, the first five minutes is like the meat of it. Like Are the you, first two minutes is like this is too much, and yeah. I blacked out blacked that out the first time. I didn't realize until I smoked it again that I had blacked out the first couple. Because it was minutes. too overwhelming. It's too overwhelming. And then the last three were like me in this city. And then the five minutes after that is like this weird kind of interpretive state. It's like this different level. And that's where you'll see like these kind of spirit-ish things that you see more of usually. Yeah. Um, that, that, or that you hear about. But normally it's just a bunch of like geometry and fractals. Right. Um, and Are you there? Can you see your hand? Could you hold your hand up? Well, I'm wearing um, mindfolds, they're called. They're like little um, eye masks with the holes cut out so that you can open your eyes and still see darkness if you want to. Wait, and, but know. you wouldn't know if... so. In I'm, reality, you In are. reality, I am. And I'd be like, I'm Shane Moss in a chair on DMT right now. You knew that. Yeah. But... Sure doesn't look that way. <laughs> That's funny because old, old Leary, Timothy Leary, talks about... Uh, the agony of parting with your ego entirely, like losing, not knowing I'm Shane Moss. Maybe that was. I haven't had an ego death, but I've had like ego. That's the scary term. things. How can you like not be that? interested in this e- ego um, death? Yeah, yeah. Um, scary. Scar- so, so I mean, the, a lot of this stuff comes in conflict with my life, and because I'm upset, uh, we talked about evolutionary psychology and biology on the Lost Podcast. I've, I've recently got more into neuroscience i have a podcast called here we are i go around interviewing scientists about what makes us who we are interesting um and and so you know it's kind of a tough thing to tackle how i mean one this conscious existence this is just a fact that any neuroscientist can tell you is that this conscious existence is at best one percent of what your brain is actually um doing and moving you know what i often what think does that about? mean tell me what that means so you know you're not thinking about breathing every second you're not thinking about like m- beating your heart and all of that stuff or but, that i'm blocking out some colors and letting another color right right i i mean it's like um uh, i mean even even rainbows are drawn differently cu- um cross-culturally depending on what mm. colors they're taught because a rainbow isn't seven colors. It's every color that there is. It's right. a whole big right, spectrum. Right. And then we're col- taught how to and, see. And it, it, you learn categories. Your brain learns Duality. these categories. That's red, not blue. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a non-dual mind would go, that's red and blue. Right, right. And that's, and, every, that's every color. And you can show people uh, um, colors on a spectrum where one is um, really close to 
red and uh, you know whatever other uh, blue or whatever red, the spectra. Yellow, I'd have to look at it. Yeah. Um, and then and then one's red and really far away, and you can show like a blue that's very close to it, and. And on the spectrum, and the red, the two red ones are way far away from each other yeah. on the spectrum, and be like, which one is closer on the color spectrum? And they'll be like, well, the two red ones are, hmm. because you're interpreting these categories yeah. of things. And your brain loves that. And, and yeah, it just makes things easier to process. I mean, early on in development, there's a lot of... Um, called synaptic pruning where there's a lot of uh, you've heard of have you heard of synesthesia where people will like hear a word and they'll like smell bacon or or Mm. think of numbers and they see colors or something like that the guy in true detective has that it's only mentioned briefly in one scene where he talks about like uh seeing color uh, or tasting color Ah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Is, that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's people like there's this guy that can recite Pi for like three days straight, the world record setter. Um, and he and he's a bit like um, uh, what what's his nickname? Is something bizarre like the Brain Man or something like yeah. that? But he's like Rain Man, except he's like with it and can manage. Yeah. But but all he has to do is close his eyes and he sees this landscape. And each little part of this landscape is a number, and all he's doing is looking and going, "That's a three, that's a one, that's a seven. Right, and like he's a memory just palace. Reading, yeah, and he's just, uh, yeah, but, like but, a memory palace. But, it, but yeah. it's there for him. He didn't make it. It's just there. Yeah, and and he just closes his eyes and he sees. And, and but uh, what synesthesia is is is, um, is people that haven't. So synaptic pruning is, is there's parts of the brain that are that are kind of. Um, neurons are killed off to section off to put into categories. So it's like, oh, this part is driving this need. This part is driving another need. And synesthetes have um, parts of their brain that are wired together and were supposed to be separated but aren't. Mm. And they make those those connections that most people um, don't have. And mushrooms uh, is a good way to artificially um, stimulate that. So you'll see colors where they aren't, and you'll you'll get other sensory information that makes you see other things that aren't there, and or or uh, are there that you don't see? I'm not uh, even yeah. I'm not even trying to be trippy, but you might see colors like I t- you take mushrooms and you look at the sky and it looks like this impossible shade of orange or something. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm seeing that, and it's not, but it also kind of is. Yeah, and even on a subtler level, it's like the clarity in which you see, like, I, I remember seeing, like, a shiny car, and, like, that's the cleanest car I've yeah. ever seen yeah, in yeah. my life. Well, and, your pupils get so big, you're letting in so much more light. It, yeah. That's, that's part of the appeal. You you have perfect vision right. on, on mushrooms. So, I mean, part of me, when when I see this uh, geometrical stuff on DMT, is, is I often think, what is... What, what is perception like when you're a baby before you came out? You're still there's still information coming in and you're interpreting something. Yeah. And that and that if if you look into like computational neuroscience, like Steven Pinker's How the Mind Works or something like that, and it breaks down computational neuroscience and how our brain kind of puts together these visual images and everything. Well, there is it's just like a lot of math involved, and there has to be. And, and math, as we know it, is like a bunch of numbers, but that's a human invention. But math is like these this geometry and all of these things mm-hmm. coming together. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's kind of what you're seeing. And possibly that's why people on DMT are like, oh, this is so familiar. Because it does seem like you're going home. Yeah. Um, and it does seem very familiar. Yeah. Um, and you're going to that, ba- that nonverbal baby place. Yeah. Three yeah. numbers. Under, but getting a sense of understanding what it's all about and, and seeing it without... 
Yeah, and I mean, a lot of our drives, a lot of our reactions, I mean, this is a pretty well-tested thing that you can kind of manipulate people into doing these little actions, and people will justify it to themselves in a conscious level after the fact. Mm. Uh, like, I have these these dumb things I sell after shows that are in eight different colors, and if, I'm, if I want to unload one color of them, I just have to take out a bunch of that color, be like, oh, no one likes the brown ones of these, um, and, and people will see that there's not many browns up and be like, oh, I'll, I'll get that. And then, and you then just make it look scarce. Yeah. You make it look scarce and people will buy that. And then, and I'll even ask people and like, oh, why'd you, why'd you pick brown? And they'll be like, well, it's my son's favorite color or something like that. They'll yeah. justify it. And yeah. Like, no, that's not why you picked it at all. Yeah. And, and a lot of, uh, so you devil, <laughs> I know <laughs> a lot, but a lot of this existence is just us kind of rationalizing what we've already done and There's what that, we've already thought. I wish I could think of his name. There's this great magician, uh, mentalist. So if you YouTube British mentalist, BBC special or whatever, one of the tricks he does is he goes up, and it's clearly real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's going to be someone like, it's not real, it's not real. But uh, it's him in uh, downtown London, very, very busy. He goes up to a guy, and he, and he asks him for directions. And then he say like, you'd have to watch it, but he goes like, and can I, I'm going to take your phone, and you don't mind giving that to me? And he goes, no, no, no. Like, he somehow confuses him with the directions. So his brain is kind of like, well, Piccadilly's right out there, yeah? And then he takes his phone and goes, you're going to give this to me and you don't mind giving it to me? And he's like, no, but much more elegant than that. Right. And then he walks away with the guy's phone. <laughs> 30 seconds later, the guy comes back and goes, hey, wait. And they talk about it and they interview him. They're like, why did you give him his, his, your phone? And he's like, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. So it's these people that kind of do these little tricks. Uh, scientists do that all the time. Advertising um, does that, people, too. Advertising yeah, does yeah, it all yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah, and and so can you get they? Oh, gone. Um, Everything you're just saying is just so interesting. I, w- <laughs> I wish you. we could spread it out and have 18 conversations at once. I know. You know I what know. I mean? Like, why do I have to wait until later? I know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a trippy thought. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I know. we can only do one at a time. I know. I know. There's so Weird. many things to tackle. Why don't we do that one? Actually, that's not even. Um, that speaking of reality isn't necessarily even true. There's this, um, 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 uh, oh, what's his name? David Dennison, I, I believe. Um, no, that's not right. Daniel Dennett. Mm-hmm. David Dennison is a comedy booker. Daniel Dennett <laughs> is, um, is a philosopher slash scientist ish, um, but a philosophy of science. And, and he has, um, these kind of ideas about how we interpret things and, and an analogy he uses is that, um, computers are doing one task at a time, very linear, uh, very linear, linearly. And, yeah. and, um, and so, and, and, um, it, so if you, um, if you like adjust the volume, so you got like a few things downloading, and then you go and and you adjust the volume on on your computer, and what it does is it stops what it's doing, and then it does this process here, and then and it, it downloads this thing, and it does this process here, and but the computer interface gives you the interpretation that all of this stuff is happening all at once, all at the same time. So it might be doing like thousands of tiny pauses all the time that's why the movie you're streaming doesn't stop but you get the right. illusion that the movie keeps going while you're changing the volume and there's a lot of different things going on i got a movie playing and i have all of the, the yeah. desktop and a word processor right but all of these things are happening like one, one at, at a time. time 
And But the interface gives us the illusion that's all happening at once. Well, the brain seems to work in the opposite way. The brain is doing all these things at once. It's thinking about like who, who you're going to try to have sex with tonight right now or what what 18 different questions coming from different parts of your brain right, that yeah. you want to ask. They're all there. And But our perception <laughs> gives uh gives us this illusion right. of linearity and that our computer of our brain is just like one of those black screens with the green type and it can only do one thing at once yeah say yeah. this to shane right now yeah yeah you know, but that's funny. really not what's going on Sometimes at all when I, when I meditate i'll try and see how many di- this this sounds like spiritual bragging but how many different mantras i can do simultaneously oh really because it's really distracting i'm very new to meditating and oh, it's cool. been very helpful it's very me. fun but I mean, there's some days where you just can't do it, and there's some days where you just just go like in your head. It doesn't have to be Sanskrit. Just go like banana, 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 and then see if while you're thinking that you can also go apple, apple juggle all their at things at the same time, and then just throw in as many fruits as you want. You can do it. I'm still in the phase of clearing out the busyness. You know, um, I, 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 I shrug I, my shoulders. I I'm like, it's 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 there. It's, no, it, and the thing that I. We're changing topics, which is fine. We can. I'll never forget to take us back to. <laughs> but it's it's just a surrendering. It's just like there's just this sort of like it's okay. Like I still have to do it. Yeah. Like you'll have the thought, but your brain, your dual brain, wants to judge and label the thought. It goes, "That's a bad thought," or "That's a distracting thought," or "That's not that distracting of a thought." And I am meditating, or I am not meditating. And when you can kind of turn off the duality of your brain the part of our brain that gives us iPhones mm. you know and, and logic yeah. it's a great thing to have if you can turn that off you go like well it's okay and then so you, when you don't judge something you kind of take away its power when you go like that's not a good thought to be having we're supposed to be meditating instead you can just witness it like kind of like one of your children coming in the room yeah and the way to kind of get that kid to go away is to just be like i love you you're you're uh, you're loved i see you and right. You give it that affirmation. Yeah, I mean, I'm still the yeah, trying various like labeling and I, I yeah. do all guided stuff through apps. And I sure hope I everything. didn't make you sound like I think you're stupid. I I just completely understand. I'm just a very new person to meditating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started it about a year ago. Came in quite handy when I hurt myself. Which yeah. another uh, 19 uh, conversations. Uh, <laughs> um, so. Um, Banana. Oh, your so, brain. That was very interesting. Your brain is doing all the different things at once. So, so when it comes to, um, so when it comes to what we perceive as real, um, I I worry. Even though DMT can um, and has seemed exceptionally real, and I can keep on talking about more experiences that are, it gets much crazier as I, it goes. I would like to. Um, that sounds great. <laughs> um, and but but just to, to qualify everything. I I like to give myself this metaphor, which is imagine your brain operated as if you were someone on acid all the time. Like that's how you were born into this world. Everything to you is this acid reality and you live and somehow people care for you or whatever it is. And then and then 30 years later, um, uh, someone gives you a, a pill that makes you see this perception that we see now for 10 minutes or a few hours or whatever it would seem 
just as profound yeah. and just as true and clear and meaningful. And you'd be like, I get it now. There, there's like, there's like this hierarchy, and, and you're like, <laughs> you get this job, and you start off at the lower level, and you, you know, you, you don't want to cut anyone and you're bad too. To die, but, and yeah, but there's love. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you, sure, you step on a few toes from time to time, but like, it's, it's like one day you could be boss. It's like there's a boss man inside of each and every one of us. <laughs> like there's this potential and then like as it wears off you slowly melt back oh back hello to- swirly carpet and <laughs> demon clowns yes i know we have lots of screaming to catch up on <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, you get an A plus. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wrote A plus on the paper for Shane. You, I re- enjoy you it. received a certified fresh. <laughs> you made it weird. <laughs> so I appreciate it. A plus plus. Yeah. Um, so I uh, letters and pluses aren't a thing, Pete. Um, <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't write it in electricity or long smoke. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you take what you just said and write that in bong smoke? <laughs> it's the only way I understand anything anymore. Oh, my God. I know we have a lot of screaming to catch up on. It's so funny. Um, so that helps me. Um, it's just the 90-minute light. R- r- wrangle in. So what's that mean? When when should we I just like start to... <laughs> uh, like, like reeling things Oh, in. it doesn't matter. Give, uh, okay. Um, well, I'll keep going, yeah, and no, you can going. give me like a – how about give me at least like a five or ten minute I have like a, kind a, of a phone call in 35 minutes. Okay. But that doesn't matter. I, um, but it doesn't no, matter. No, no, I can no, call no, them it's back. It's fine. It's fine. Um, 35 minutes seems like enough time to cover sure, a DMT, couple more anyway. DMT stories and then maybe tease we can, your foot we injury. Tease for the foot injury, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> or we could just keep going. I don't have to take the call. No, no, no. It's fine. You, you should take the call. And I feel um, um, Who cares about the call? Uh, I no, honestly don't care about the call. This isn't. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Daddy's here. <laughs> That didn't make me feel better. It didn't make me feel any better that day. I just did. felt like it's a dad thing to be like, I want to play yeah. ball, but I got a, I got a call in 35 <laughs> minutes. No, fuck that. I can call them back. Just keep going. Uh, now I'm uh, learning relationships with my own father that I've <laughs> repressed or something. Um, so so I, I took DMT the second and third time, and then I saw what I had blacked out um, originally, which is this weird... Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but there's like this black sphere um, that I'm both inside of and outside of and observing. Mm-hmm. And when I'm outside of it, I can like stretch it and manipulate it. And it's like, and it's everything. It's it's like space and time and like everything that there mm-hmm. is. And I can stretch and move it around. And then when I'm inside of it, it's like I'm inside of like a gravitron that's like the shape of it remember the carnival ride yep. the gravitron so it's like a um a flat oval thing yep. with a floor and ceiling where the rumor is if you puke it hovers in front of your face <laughs> yeah it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it just pukes in yeah, your yeah, own you just, face you just puke in your own face so there's a gravitron inside the silly silly putty of dark matter yeah yeah and (laughs) and it's like 
inside is just like this dense it's it's just pure black but it's like liquid metal mm-hmm. and it's like dense information and and it would show me that's information through through like just little numbers and and stuff sequences uh, yeah and 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 then i would be able to like focus in on like a segment of it and then all of a sudden it would like stretch and explode into like some scene like you said like where you're fighting some war or something like mm. that in some other time period and mm. everything and then it would go back so you're at the home screen you went I, to the home screen I motherfucker guess, i don't know uh, I I don't know what the fuck it you is. You were looking at the the menu. Uh, I I don't. The I have no screen. idea what it is. One player, two player. <laughs> you were looking at the Netflix screen. What do you want to watch? And and the strangest thing is that it's like there's this weird loop. Um, it's like time and space are like this weird loop, and you see where you are at this moment in time and space, but. There's like no escaping it. And then, like you see, like before and after, like before what just happened and what's going to happen afterwards, and you see like the inevitability and how like it's going to like keep on coming. The most terrifying thing about it is is this feeling that like oh, this is all going to happen again and again, ten thousand times. Everything we do, everything we do, again. we're just going to do it again and again and That's again, true and, too. again and it's. Uh, that that to me Bad is news the trouble for the guy with the monkey behind him. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just remember, you would know. Oh my let, god. Let someone else take Don't their turn. Let her tug you hard. <laughs> Don't let her tug you hard. <laughs> you know while she's doing it. This seems familiar. <laughs> But my fear of a guy with a monkey suit coming out, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. Just again and again and again. You get a little bit of that despair. Well, that is, you know, I'm just going to throw this at you. The Buddha wanted to wake up because he wanted out. Yeah. He was tired of again and again, which I actually think is a really interesting and often underreported idea that people wanting enlightenment are actually trying to opt out of the endless cycle. <sighs> yeah. That's what it feels like to me sometimes. Really? And uh, that's the terrifying aspect of it. The nice stuff is it's the most beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing you'll ever see. Well, in it's your funny though, life. you know, like in office space, they're like, can you imagine if we're doing this shitty job in 20 years and, and, uh, Nahina Najah says it would be nice to have that kind of job security. Yeah. So it, that kind of like speaks to this. It's like we're also afraid of death and loss. But then if you could also just kind of wake up and be like, no, no, you're stuck in this uh, shitty, <laughs> shitty yeah. job. But at least, you know, autumn, there's pretty colors. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes you're having sex. And like, <laughs> yeah. Cheese. <laughs> there's cheese. You're feeling the Wisconsin in me. Um, so you see, okay, keep going. So yeah. then this as is the I kept time, on yeah. – this is like the second, third time. And then it was like, it was me trying to figure out. Um, I started reading um, more neuroscience. I mean, more than anything, smoking DMT is like, oh, I have a lot to read. Really? Like, I really got to get to work and figure this thing out. Hit us with uh, a good place to start. Um, well, Oliver Sacks has a book called Hallucinations, which Oliver Sacks is a, um, he's now terminally ill and, and about the most beautiful science writer um, that exists. Um, and and he's it, he writes beautifully, and it's pretty easy to understand. It's not super jargony. It's not super dense. Um, is it about this sort of read. stuff? 
Um, it's about hallucinogens, and he's done lots of hallucinate, uh, hallucinating himself in his earlier years, but he's a very, very well-respected um, neuroscientist, top, top of his field. But he also, he oh, he he wrote the book Awakening, um, that they made a movie with oh, Robin Awakenings. Williams. Awakenings, yeah. yeah. And that was him, and he, he discovered L-Dopa. Or, or started using L-Dopa on patients and, and oh, wow. awoken them. And, uh, yeah, he's a saint. Um, but he, um, he, he recently read an, wrote an article about he found out he's terminally ill, and he's written a really nice piece and, uh, about it that everyone should look up. Hmm. Um, but, um, but, yeah, but he also talks about, I mean, blind people hallucinate. Um, and, and so there, there's all sorts of... And 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 so he explains how that happens, which is uh, you stop getting this visual stimulation, and you still have this part in your brain that is there for receiving visual information. And sometimes um, it fires. And this is kind of my own metaphor that I, I use to help explain it. Um, so uh, don't blame this on Oliver Sacks, but it's kind of like you store the car away for a while. We're not going to drive it for a while, but you better start the engine up and fire fire once in a while and make sure everything's working mm. um so it doesn't just atrophy and yeah, go yeah, away. yeah. And, and so so people hallucinate uh blind people hallucinate things a lot some at least 25 percent or something like that if i remember correctly mm. so something like that is a good place to start but um i i i mean getting into the science of dmt is just like kind of crazy talk because it's just like the my two worlds kind of collide between that and well, what are my some of the insane, ambitions. So, insane things you feel like you realize? What's some of the stuff so, that you're afraid sounds crazy? Yeah. Um, so I started doing DMT uh, a little more often. I've done it 30 times now. And every time it would often be like very familiar. But first off, it's so hard to describe. So imagine blinking your eyes as fast as you possibly can. And every time your eye opens, you're in like, now you're in the Taj Mahal. And now you're in the bottom of the ocean. And now you're in a desert. And now you're in this other. And, and you're trying to capture one little bit of this one little second that you got and articulate it. And it's very fruitless, usually. Yeah. Um, and, and so it'll be like this rush of information. And early on, I would be like, It'd be like this thing kind of telling me all of the stuff, which I wouldn't really remember, but I'd be like, what is this? I got to ask it questions, and the thing would be like, well, I'm everything. And, I'm, and I was like, no, you're not everything. Like, you're just in my subconscious. And it's like, well, I'm everything. I, no, from your vantage point, you think you're everything because everything you know it's just egocentric everything you're far, challenging this thing as far Most as people you can be tell like, god but yeah you're like no you're just part of my brain that only knows my brain so you're the god of my brain yeah so it seems that to you of course you seem like everything but you're not and it's just like well okay well whatever but i'm everything and <laughs> Like, it would like when I was, like, pressing it and asking it questions. Ah, he's like, I got to be honest with you. Nine times out of ten, people are just like, cool. <laughs> this yeah. is unique to me. This guy's pushing back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Vern! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys got another black matter to come over? Wow, he's pushing back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was pushing back a lot. And then I'd be like, oh, so well, well what do I do with that? And then I'd be like, no, oh, I don't tell people. And I was like, well, how am I, what do you mean tell people? What am I going to tell them? And, and then it'd just be like, 
groosh, like this explosion of all this information. And then I'd start laughing hysterically. Like, I can't, what, how, what do you, how do you say that? And it's like laughing with me, like almost like <laughs> fucking with me, just like showing me everything that there is in every possibility that has ever existed uh, in like one milli, uh, millisecond. And I was like, just say this, boom, everything and then Felix that there comes is. in like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Felix uh, is the Nelson Munch. And then I'd start laughing and be like, no, you have to like give me something that I could like pull back out of here, like some actual thing that yeah. wouldn't already be in my own brain. So it'd be like proof of a thing. I'd be yeah, like, no, yeah. I don't have to. And uh, it'd be Until like, well, have you have to do that for me. Otherwise, I. And it'd be like, well, how about this then? And then it would just go boom and like show this crazy thing. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? It'd like show like weird pyramids with symbols on them and stuff. Yeah. Just the strangest stuff. And all these holograms and everything. And, and, um, Tupac? Uh, didn't show <laughs> Tupac hologram. <laughs> I still see no changes. <laughs> That's not what Tupac sounds like. Um, so, so that kept on happening. And then I started kind of, um, untethering myself from rea- like mindfully just being like, stop fighting so much and just let it. Um, uh, you know, just listen. Stop just insisting it... on being Shane and yeah, yeah. being on a drug experience. And um, and that's when things got really weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's when things would start. And and I mean, first off, my ideas about it are that uh, to to then bring this back to like this reality and perception of being in our own brain is that our brain is constantly thinking of narratives for us. It's like it's like imagine. Uh, you know, your blind spot, you, you look over, there's not a car there. That's the story that your brain is telling you, that there's not a car there because of this maladapted thing in our eye. You don't see this one little spot. Uh, but your brain fills in this perception. When you're, when you're running, yeah. your sense of balance communicates with the information, with a part of your brain communicating with your eyeballs so that you have this narrative of this steady visual field. Otherwise, it would be bouncing up and it would be a nightmare to look at. When people lose their sense of balance, um, they, they, everything's shaky and they can't, they can't understand anything anymore. A plus plus, I'm putting another plus. And, <laughs> and so... Because that's fascinating. Yeah. And, and, and so um, as... So imagine this thing's throwing lots of information. Here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene. And then it goes, and, and I'm sitting there going, nope, not possible, can't be possible. Well, what if the reason why it's going so fast is that's just you resisting and your logical brain being like, nope, that's not, a, that's not a thing. So then your brain, just that fast, can, can fill your whole perception. All of a sudden, you can get a different vantage point, and that car is there instantaneously. That story changes. Mm-hmm. Well, what if along the way... It's, it goes, well, I'll try this story then. I'll, well, I'll try this story. Maybe this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm seeing all these different projections that my brain is trying to this, – these Filling narratives with, yeah. that my brain is just trying – well, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Nope, that's crazy. That's crazy. And then when, once it arrives at something that's like, oh, maybe that is it, then your brain's like, aha, okay. And then, and then that narrative – stretches out and that is what happens like when you lose yourself in there that's when time and everything stretches into this infinite thing where there is no time and um and i mean that's kind of how i i I mean that's 
that's the best I can manage it being like, okay, I'm not talking with like some other dimension thing. This right. is in my own head. Well, so as I started kind of untethering myself to reality and letting um, the hallucination be the hallucination, if that's what it is, or just interpreting what, what it is for, what, you know, just interpreting the scene that I'm seeing, then it started these weird stories. And it was like, and I couldn't really get my finger on it. It was like I was working on this thing with this guy. And I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and then um, then one day, I started... Sometimes you'd see these little two-dimensional cartoons, like the Felix the Cat thing. Yeah. And they were always, like, silly. They didn't mean anything. Like, it'd be like a guy throwing a Frisbee. And then it'd be like, like a trail of this guy throwing a Frisbee. It's like, well, that doesn't mean... It's just silly. But it was totally separate from the actual world. Right. It was like an image. Floating. that that That, like, it would show you to be... Yeah, floating. And um, and at one point, I saw – I only have two things that I, I've seen in there that are crystal clear um, in my memory, and I definitely saw it, um, and it was absolutely clear, and I can articulate what it was. And the first one was – it was this scene. It was this 50s living room. It was like this two-dimensional cartoon just like that, and and um, it was like leave it to beaver shit. It was like all, all of the – uh, utilities in the oven and everything else was like perfectly detailed, uh, like fifties weird weird stuff I'd never seen, and like different color patterns in 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 like the texture of the carpet and, and that sort of thing or tile. And and then there was like this this businessman, like door to door salesman, in these like khaki uh, or like these brown pants. He's wearing like a white button down shirt and he's got a top hat on. And he's setting his son down in this chair. And, and these cartoons are always like it's showing me a narrative mm-hmm. to like help explain something to me is mm-hmm. what these things started mm-hmm. doing. So it sets this boy down. And I couldn't tell if like is this a metaphor? Am I the boy? Am I the man? Like what is this? Mm-hmm. And this would be like right early on like I, I would take the third hit and go and this, this would come on. The scene would mm-hmm. come on. So this happened – this was around time 20. This scene came on, and he sets the sun down in the, in the chair, and you can tell he's, like, apprehensive, and he, like, he's got to tell him something, and he's not sure how to do it. And then, he, um, and then all of a the sudden, the, uh, he opens his hand up to, like, ahead of the boy to be like, hey, look at this. And the walls inside of the kitchen fell down, and it was like a movie. It was revealed that it was a movie set, and he was just in this weird um, movie, like fake reality, his whole life. And it opened up into um, this space, which is like space as we know it, like the Wait, galaxies the with set, stars. The movie set then fell over. Fell, fell over, and then there was like space and stars, and like you know your your typical beautiful starry night scene, right? That you see, but the boy had never seen this before, and so this was. Uh, this was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And then what happened is that the universe just tore open. And then there was this weird fabric, this like plane underneath that's like this colorful fabric of like codes. That's like everything that there is and everything is built on top of. And then, uh, and then, like the whole scene got sucked into that fabric, and then I'd be in DMT world. Hmm. And then almost like like string theory, like every thing gets reduced to like a vibrating piece of string. 
I don't know, these, man. Uh, I mean, I used into... to I used to read a little bit about physics, and it's been a while, and I need to brush up, and I don't think... I'm sure I didn't just like, accurately no, uh, represent uh, it. <clears throat> I mean, that's close enough. But that enough. seems like the fabric was like, this is the thing that's everything. Yeah. And I saw that, and then it was like clear that I was in this world, and it was like I had a life like in this world. It was like I knew these people. It was like I'd arrive and be like, okay... Let's let's get to work, it, and like I had weird jobs there and stuff. But we were like trying to figure out puzzles or something. Hmm. Uh, I I didn't really understand it, but it was like these, um, uh, like I would get in and it'd be like, okay, we got to get to work. We got to figure this out. Like what? I don't know if it was like this tether to this world or something like that. Is the feeling we only have Shane for a minute, <laughs> or is yeah, it just or like- or you only have me? For yeah. a, Shane, you only have us for a minute. I got quick. It's always like like sometimes there'll be just like this guy in this tunnel that's just like whoosh, just shooting all this information at me, hmm. and then it's like you got it, and I'm just like <gasps> like I can barely breathe, and it's like you got it, and I'm like yeah, I guess so, and it's like okay, whoosh, and, and then, it's it's a peaceful feeling of connectedness, or it's sometimes a scary and sometimes it's awestruck. Usually, awestruck. usually it was like very, it was pretty enjoyable and amazing and beautiful. Usually, mm-hmm. um, and then and then um, it's like a near death experience. People have these near death experiences where they feel oneness and an all knowingness, and then they come back and they're like, I can't even, yeah, I can't explain yeah. this. And, and, then, and then what? Well, this time I did explain what I saw. So after I saw that um, on like time 20 or whatever, then it was like after we got done working on this thing, and that was a real foggy and I don't really understand it. It was like there's this carnival and there's this woman there who like I'm in love with, like I've had all these lifetimes with, not like in a uh, sexual way, like in a like a family, like she's mm. my family kind of way, like I'm I'm home or something and we... And, like, she starts dancing, and, like, we lose ourselves in this thing and, and in this moment and, like, forget that this, this isn't going to last for very long. And then as soon as, like, it starts to wear off, then it's like, see, remember, this is going away now, and you have to go back to that again. Mm. And at first it's like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I forgot that I have to go back to that. And then she'll be like, it's okay. And then she'll just start dancing and, and it's this weird, like I can dance with her or just watch her dance. It's like this, weird, and it's like a carnival scene. So, and she starts dancing, and then she just bursts off into like fractals, you know, like vampires splitting off into yeah, bats, yeah. And then coming back, and then uh, and then like dancing again. It's just like the strangest fucking thing ever. And I remembered it, and I got out, and I'm talking to these people, and I'm like, there's, like, this carnival in there. It's weird. It's this party, and this woman, she's got, like, these, it's, like, almost ropes or something like that around her, and, um, and, and, and with, like, diamonds and, like, codes in it. And, and then the next day, I went to, this was in Dallas, I went to Austin, and these weren't comics that I did this with in Dallas. Then I went to Austin, and then I was, like, to this comic friend, I'm like, hey, you want to try DMT? I gave it to him for his first time. I didn't tell him anything about what I had seen the night before. I was like, that's pure crazy talk. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not processing. I got to process it. And I don't want to influence anyone's idea of what they're going to see in there. Mm-hmm. I try to prepare people and whatnot. I'm, you know, I'm no shaman. Um, but uh, he goes in, he, he flips out right away. He's like, I've had too much. I've had too much. I'm like, you'll, you'll be okay. Just hang in there for a couple minutes. And then a couple minutes later, he's, He's all right, and he's, like, just smiling and enjoying himself. And he's like, God, they love you in here so much. 
I was like, I know there's just a strong feeling of love. And he's just like, no, there's like this, uh, they love you. There's like this, he's like, there's this woman in here and she just needs you to know that she loves you. And then I'm like, what the fuck? And then uh, uh, he came out of it and I was asking about it and I was like, what did she look like? And he's like, oh, it's this purple, which I don't know if I said before, but she's definitely purple. He's like, it's like this carnival. And there's this woman, this like purple woman, and she's dancing around. Oh, it's the strangest thing. Uh, wrapped around her body, she had like these serpentine. I didn't know the word serpentine yeah. before that, which was articulating it perfectly. I'm like, what the fuck? And then. Um, so she had the ropes around her. Yeah. Was she bursting into fractals and coming back? I, I like that's I what I. If, if she was. wasn't, then I don't. I don't like the story. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm already impressed. I was just wondering. Wow. And, and then um, after that, um, fuck I, this man. That's I, amazing. I know. What a mysterious world. I know. And then I I did it some more times and introduced a few more people, and it was all like much more normal um, responses after that, or things that happened after that. And then I was um, I was back home and I was going to give it to some people. And then I I was like, I'll often demonstrate. I was like, here, I'll just do it so you can see it's not a big deal. It just looks like I'm meditating or whatever mm-hmm. while I'm in there. And mm-hmm. so I'm not freaking out or anything. And really? You're not going like... <sighs> is it? No. Really? If anything, it usually looks like I'm enjoying myself or really awestruck or something like yeah. that. Um, but this time I had something happen in there that was that i don't remember what it was but it was really powerful and terrifying and it was like whatever i was working on with this guy like we figured it out and then realized that there was just nothing to be done and there was this inevitable thing and then i saw me and my brother and sister and our lives split off in ten thousand different directions like if at this moment i could make these serious these th- series of 10,000 choices, and this is what would affect all of our lives. And then I would see, and some, and some of them were just very similar and the exact same. And I saw like all the rust and all the beginning of our, our lives. And I came back, and this is really foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, and it was, it was this weird like inevitability. And then there was like something at the end where I learned something where it was like, fuck. I, well, I can't go back and knowing that, like, I can't tell people that. Hmm. And how am I going to live with that? And, um, and like, me and this guy in there were like, well, you can either, like, choose to, like, live with that or we can you can forget it right now. And for whatever reason, and I don't know what it was, I was just like, I, can't, I have to forget it. And then I willingly just forgot everything that i learned which now i have like a foggy recollection which i don't trust of it Mm. and i forgot everything and but i was like visibly shaken and the people that i was going to introduce it to didn't want to do it because yeah because i was like i was like shaking trying to like describe like uh, i was like having a breakdown a little bit because presumably you learn something even worse than like we're all trapped in an infinite loop where yeah. we only have the illusion of time and space and lives and death and yeah and it's kind of like um it's kind of like a feeling of like you know pete you're doing well for yourself you're having a really nice life so you know just enjoy that you don't need to know all of this fucking weird shit that i 
just saw because there's nothing you can do to change it anyway. And so, like, just, you know, you're doing good work, so keep that up. Oh, it's man. like, don't, <laughs> there's no, no reason for you to know um, all this other shit. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, then. What was the other thing? Well, then Ryan Singer wanted me to do his podcast and wanted me to introduce him to DMT on his podcast. Ryan Singer, the uh, Mormon? Uh, the comedian, Ryan Singer. He's, uh, Who's he's a Mormon? from Cincinnati. Is he a Mormon? I, I don't know. Um, I don't he looks think like Seinfeld? He, no, no. I'm thinking he's, of someone else. He's uh, Mark Maron's friend. Um, uh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Ryan Hamilton. Ryan Hamilton, who you're thinking of. Okay. Ryan Singer, super cool, super interesting guy. He has he's into paranormal stuff. He has a podcast, me and Paranormal You. Okay. He's like, why don't you Different come on guy. my podcast? Yeah. You can um, uh, to introduce me to. D- it just happened to work out that I happened to be in the area. I happen to have DMT, which is a, a nightmare to get your hands on DMT. It's like the hardest thing in the world. Hmm. Um, if you're in LA and you see me around, please hand me a bag of DMT and I will <laughs> be happy to take it. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, anyway, um, I went on his podcast and I was like, I was shaken up from this. And I was like, I'll guide you through it. We'll see. And, you know, it's great and everything. We'll see how it goes. And then um, maybe I'll do it. But I don't think that I... I'm not sure I should ever do DMT ever again, and I'm still kind of deciding. And then um, I walked him through it. It ended up being like a three-hour thing, it, and, and then we talked about his experience, which was all really positive. He freaked out for a little bit. Everyone does in the first two minutes. And, uh, and that was a really positive experience. And then the next day, we were hanging out, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. And I, um, I didn't know how much DMT was left. And we were using like this bowl, and I couldn't tell. It was the last of it, and I didn't. I wasn't even sure if it was enough to um, to trip to make it because there has been times where I chickened out, where I hit like that stage two, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm there, and I wasn't there, and I'll like, I'll be like, that's enough, I'll stop, and and I'll I'll watch it like come, and then it'll be like I'm in a room. Like one time, there's just eyes looking at me like going to let me into a place mm-hmm. and then it just like floated away. I just didn't have enough. And then it was still enjoyable. And I saw like some screen savory stuff, but, yeah. but nothing, it wasn't it. Right. Um, like, uh, entering the void. Have you seen that movie? Oh yeah. He yeah, smokes yeah, yeah. DMT at the beginning, but not uh, enough to take him there. He just it, looks at shapes. Yeah. 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 And they yeah. really do a good job. Even though I haven't done it, they do a good job. Yeah. They do a pretty nice job. And, and so, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And I just start hitting this thing, and I'm hitting it, and I'm hitting it. And I'm like, I mean, it's all recorded on his podcast. I'm, I'm like, I'm hearing audio hallucinations now. And then yeah. I kept on hitting it. And now I'm like at five hits. And now everything, it's coming on so strong. I'm like, I'm just going to keep on hitting this. This is the by far more DMT than I've ever done hmm. in my life. And I'm just going to keep on going and powering through. And I just kept on smoking and kept, and I have huge lungs and can take these monster rips of things. And so, and, and all of a sudden, all of these codes just started. I didn't have the mindfolds on or anything. All these codes just started coming in from my periphery and, and taking over my visual uh, sensation. And then, uh, and, and it took over everything, and then, and then I looked in this bolt, and I'm, and 
I know the last hit, I was like, there's just this feeling like, oh, I just got to smoke a little bit more. This is going to be like, there was a feeling like this is going to be fucking bonkers and awesome at the same time. But I'm taken care of. There's nothing to worry about right now. I'm just going to keep on hitting this. And then like this weird skull popped up in the bowl and I was like, time to stop <laughs> with that. And I put that down. And then <laughs> and then I was just, I didn't even have my eyes closed. And I'm like just talking, through, which is hard to talk through yeah. while you're in it. Usually I'm just sitting there silent. And these people, um, it, it was the scene again where I was in this living room sitting in a chair. And it was like I was a little boy. And there was these two like 50s parents like your stereotype it's, it's so much of like a stereotype mm-hmm. too it's like if disney were to draw like parents from the 50s or something like that mm-hmm. leave it to beaver shit and they come and they walk up and they and they pull this chair out and set it in front of me and then i like looked at this chair and it was just this empty chair and like i couldn't understand if i was like looking at myself or like what was going on and then the chair just folded up and then i flew off and with the chair into DMT land. Yeah. And then me and this guy started working on this fucking weird puzzle again. Um, that Same we guy had, from that before. I'd forgotten. Yeah. And then, but that guy's like really foggy. Like, I don't even know if it's, it seems like it's like either me in a different dimension or some shit. It's so fucking weird. It's like I have a life in there and it just keeps on going. And then when I smoke DMT, I'm like, oh, now I'm at this point yeah. in the life. I've been gone for yeah, a while. It's yeah, so yeah. strange. It's like, you know, it reminds me of the, I think it's a very stoner 101 thought is like, what if when we go to bed, that's a whole nother you and that you just have memories of your dreams. And yeah. then, this is, and, that, and when he goes to bed, this is his dream. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that sort of idea. I mean, that's kind of that sometimes some of the feelings that appeal, but there's like, there's a hundred different explanations that I'm, my brain's just trying to sort out. Uh, but then it always ends with this lady, me and this lady, like dancing. dancing. Lady. She's like dancing for me, doing this beautiful dance. And, um, and then I, I looked up, uh, let's end it with this i looked up um we don't have to. i i was this would be a good point to stop we don't need to talk about my broken feet i've been talking about it a lot okay. um <laughs> uh, it's fine um um but um or or tease it for <laughs> yeah, yeah three years ago when i broke my yeah, feet yeah, yeah. Um, uh but anyway um so i was googling like I was Googling like multiverse or something one day. I was trying to figure out like the physics of it. And I was having, I was having a lot of trouble wrapping my head around all of this stuff. And I'm, I just like Google imaged multiverse or something weird like that. And then, um, I saw, hold on a second. This image that was, um, hold on, I almost got it. Here we go. I'll pull it up here. Um, that rattled me a little bit. I was not on DMT or anything um, at the time, but uh, <laughs> hold on. It's, it's coming up. Wait. It's just, it's just my phone. This whole conversation made me feel like I'm tripping. I love it. Oh, fuck. I pulled up the wrong one. Um, it, it's, it's coming there. Um, 
Um, it's coming up in a second. In the meantime, I'll say if you're ever going to do DMT, make sure and do it with someone that knows what they're doing. Um, I'm not <laughs> recommending um, doing DMT to anybody. I tweets do not d- represent endorsement. Yeah, or retweets yeah. do not represent endorsement. Um, and no matter even no matter how much I'm into all this sort of stuff, I'm kind of like that doesn't sound like something. I want to do. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, I I'm, mean, not, I'm does, not telling anyone to. It does and it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like part of me really aches and goes like, oh, you have to do this. I mean, as somebody that loves and wants to embrace mystery and mysticism, although I'd be the guy that's like, you are everything. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, then there's the coward in me or maybe the rational person. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is there's like a lot of egocentrism involved where it's like it seems very important and everything else. Um, So I found that and I was like, oh, that's the lady. That's the lady that I see in there for shizzy. And you Google image searched uh, like multiverse. multiverse. I wasn't looking for DMT images or anything like that. And found a picture of the woman who dances for you that I'm looking at right now. And then I sent it to um, my comic friend who saw her. I didn't say anything. I just sent the image. And he was like, that's her. And I was like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck. Well, what does that tell us about some sort of... I don't know. I, I mean, I do have... I, I have a I have a grasping at straws kind of theory as to um But I mean that's like, that seems like a shared conscious, a collective unconscious. Yeah, but there's I mean there there's this interesting idea about um neuroscience and how just follow Shane Moss, right? At Shane Comedy on Twitter. Shane Comedy Shane Moss. And, and, and then you when this comes out you can tweet this picture. Yeah. So everyone can see it. And That's nuts, man. This is the best out-of-body, near-death drug experience I've ever heard. I know. It's so fucking weird. Oh, my God. So what is your I'm a little, hair, hairbrain theory? Well... And by that, I mean you said it was hairbrain. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it is. I mean, I mean, this isn't... Um, uh, basically, the the idea is is how, how we can have this same Im- image. So... When when neuroscience first started taking off, there was I'm having some problem with my earphones. But when neuroscience first started taking off, there was this idea um, of of reductionism that that took off and got very popular. Where you would figure out, hey, if this person lost a part of their brain in a war or whatever, and they were still alive, they would lose like this aspect of their personality or their memory or something yeah. like that. And kind of through that. And through experimenting on animals, then you'd figure out like, oh, this part of the brain does this. When you stimulate it, this part of the brain does that. And and so, okay, this part processes your vision. And then they'd go down and this part of your, oh, okay, so these this patch of neurons interprets lines. This patch of neurons interprets curves. Um, curves. This, interp- uh, this does dots. The fitness chain curves. Th- this does shades. Yeah. You, you know, all, all of these different... Um, uh, all these different things, and then it gets processed together. And so, so there was this idea for a while that you could just keep on going down, and there would be, um, uh, well, well, the the kind of fallacy that they thought of the the way you couldn't just keep on reducing things was because there can't be a neuron for every single image. And and like the joking, making fun of it was there can't be a grandmother neuron, meaning there can't be a neuron. 
for your grandma's face at this angle, and then your grandma's face at this angle, and then your grandma's face at this angle, because you would need a, a neuron for everyone's grandma at everyone's stage in life at every angle possible, and there's simply not enough neurons in, right. in the brain. Right. And so how we put these images together is, is more of a holistic, um, a bunch of different neuron patches firing together and putting together this perception. But what they did find out which was odd, was that there is something uh, which they called a uh, Jennifer Aniston neuron, <laughs> which there is a single... Um, uh, they, they showed people a bunch of random pictures of stuff to see if they could pinpoint one neuron that would respond to um, the image that, that would be shared on a bunch of different people. And it turns out there's like a Jennifer Aniston neuron and there's like a Sydney Opera House neuron. So this is like real spooky. What the fuck is going on here? And then the the does rationale. Does Jennifer Aniston know this? I'm sure she does. Baby, you're like unified uh, neuron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably why she's famous. Yeah, she called uh, Angelina Jolie. It's like you might have Brad, but do you have a neuron <laughs> in everyone's brain that lights up when they see me? Suck it, bitch. And uh, but the idea that they put together was that maybe this isn't a Jennifer Aniston neuron. What's happening instead is that this is the inevitable a culmination of all of these other neurons but what that neuron was was just the tip of the pyramid the tip of the pyramid seems very meaningful you know it's all often in illustrations it's like you put the eye on there and yeah, it's yeah, elevated yeah, yeah. and blah 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 but the tip of a pyramid is really just an inevitable um mathematical conclusion of that of those lines coming together yeah. in that way and using that same logic something about Jennifer Aniston's face or the Sydney Opera House stimulates a particular amount of neurons in just this way that the inevitable outcome is that this one weird particular neuron lights up and fires it doesn't really mean anything on its own it's just this inevitable um kind of conclusion so mm. if you instead could stimulate that one neuron, perhaps the opposite thing would happen and everyone would see Jennifer Aniston. Um, so hmm. perhaps something like that is happening with DMT or ayahuasca where there's just this You're seeing inevitable yeah. math involved that when certain things are simulated, there's just a certain number of images that are this inevitable conclusion of all of this other wiring. And there's no necessary, like, truth or meaning behind it. That sounds like what that guy told you. Um, you wanted to forget, like, don't worry, Shane, there's no truth or meaning here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to forget. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're talking to a guy that's like, or there's just a dancing purple lady that we all get to see and she loves us. I mean, I... Um, How dare you discredit your wife, I, <laughs> your family love wife with her dances I, that she does I, I for know, you? Next time you see her, she's going to have words. Well, that's what that chair was the last time. What do you it, mean? It was like, it was like listen... We're going to sit you down and show you what is going on. Like, what is it? Like, now, at this point, you're just being a dick. Like, <laughs> what is it that we need to do to explain to You've you seen that us this is a different yeah. fucking... <laughs> it's not your brain. <laughs> it's not you're your not brain. your brain. Yeah. I'm still fighting that. Well, they must love you. You're the rascal. <laughs> you just come in with your whoopee cushions and your fart machines, and they're just like, fuck, Shane's here again. Yeah. I'd go one time and I'm just like, that annoying kid that keeps on asking why, and yeah! they're just like, be 
because. <laughs> just because. Jesus, man. Yeah. And you broke your feet. I broke my feet. No big deal. You'll be okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, breaking my feet is like another two and a half hours of everything that I learned and went through from it. So, oh, my God. Um, well, but, but well, oh, I, I'm recording an album about it at Madison um, the first week in April. Perfect. Um, so, yeah. So and then, it's a and whole then album about album. that. It's the best thing that I've ever done. Um, really? And, uh, yeah, it's really, uh, I'm very happy with it. And it's great. And the response I've been getting on the road and everything else and in L.A. and everything else has been phenomenal. That's so. awesome. So, Comedy Club on stage? Yep. And when is it? I think it's April 4th through 6th. So coming it's up. It's Thursday through the Saturday there. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah. Got to check that out. Yeah. We'll plug it when it's out. This was amazing. This Thanks, is one of those man. conversations where I'm just kind of like, you made me feel the weight of the air around. Yeah, we weren't you know even I mean? going to talk about any, or I mean the DMT stuff. We I weren't know. even going to talk about That's awesome. You're a magic man. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thanks for having me, uh, buddy. Would you say keep it? We're going to do a third one, but just say keep uh, it crispy. Yeah, I mean, one. just, you know, uh, make sure and avoid moist, uh, moisture the best you can and keep it crispy, everybody. Because <laughs> that'll make it soggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jade. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com.